welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. My name is Emily, Miss New Booty Soderback. <laughs> and who are you guys? Travis. Matt. We were, uh, for whatever reason, I guess the reasons don't matter, because uh, we did it. We were listening to Mrs. New Booty. Miss, Miss, Mrs. Mrs. New Booty. Mrs. Mrs. New Booty. Well, is, is there is there a, is is there there a, a Mrs. Mr. New Booty? <laughs> oh my God. We were no. It's because I've, I pr- I didn't know what Miss New Booty was on the last episode, and Emily displayed it for us. Yeah. I displayed. Check it. out Matt's Instagram in the next 24 hours to see that Insta story. Yeah. This will be. It'll be gone by the time you listen to this. Yeah. And if you didn't see it, well, sorry. Too bad. If you're following me on Instagram, you probably already saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that put that on the main Instagram so people can go b- return to it again and again. I don't know about that. Let me look at it first. <laughs> I showed it to you. Booty, 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 booty. Babuya, babuya, babuya. Hey. Like pretty places. <laughs> yeah. Lionel. Let's stop. Great movie. Blackface. Oh, yeah, why not? oh boy. <laughs> why not? Well, it's January 15th. It is. We're right in the middle of the month. The new year. You're How, in the middle of dry January. I'm in the middle of dry January still. Yeah, but for the grace of I'm God. still in the middle of it. Uh, I'm over halfway, though, so I'm good. I'm in the middle of hungover Sunday. Mm. That's what I don't miss. I was, having a, I was having a delightful conversation with Emily in the car ride over, as I so often do, and uh, asked her what uh, she'd wanted to drink when it dry January was over, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she went into <laughs> she went into a state of what can only be described as reverie. <laughs> She was like walking on a cloud, talking about these wonderful alcohols. She talking, was going to drink. talking about literally like just a bottle of Corona <laughs> or a cold white wine. <laughs> like, just, drink a, just drink a bottle. Just drink it right now. Drink right now. My eyes glazed over. <laughs> I mean, there's a thirst that can only a be quenched Chardonnay. on the 28th of January. No, I don't like Chardonnay anymore. Oh, okay. I got that. I need that Pinot Gris. You like a rosé? I need that Sauv Blanc. Uh, yeah, I like a rosé for sure, as long as it's a little more on the dry side. Do you like a frosé? <laughs> Do I like a frosé? <laughs> I will drink a frosé for sure. Hell yeah. It's, it can be like cold as fuck outside and I'll still be in a bar going like, they got slushies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that gets you fucked up. I though. know, and they're so tasty. <laughs> Connor Burnout slushies? No. Let's get it. Let's get it going. God damn it. Get yeah. it right. Get oh, it right. Get it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Miss New Booty. Miss New Slushy. How are you doing? <laughs> nice to meet you. Hello. 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 He sounds like a ghost on that side. Go, Everybody go listen to Miss New Booty right now. It's at the very end of our last episode. Hello, Miss did New you put Booty. It, did you put it on the last one? Get out of the house. <laughs> did, you put, did you put the song I on? I sure did. <laughs> Amazing. Of course. That's Amazing. so good. We talked about Miss New Booty a lot. Oh, and man. We keep, and we keep doing it. New, it's the song of the po- it's our It's our patron should, song. Sorry, Corey. Sorry, Corey, we're changing the theme song to this new booty. Hello, welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. Hello, welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. So All right, <laughs> well, that was a good episode. <laughs> and Time to go. Uh, goodbye. See, not drinking doesn't make us any less stupid. Nope. Uh, so that's fun. In fact, I think I'm funnier than oh, ever. Oh, wow. I agree. Than ever, yes. Than ever before. I'm just getting stronger and stronger each day. <laughs>
fa- I'm probably faster. I haven't sh- tried running yet, though. <laughs> Emily also. Uh, I don't b- run. Before Do you we, run? no. Yeah, I didn't think I so. Yeah. Oh, you didn't think before so. Before we left, no, Emily I mean, actually picked her car up. Just yeah, the, just the back, not like that. The I buy, and, and just the, for fun. Yeah, that I believe. It wasn't running. The running, you know. No, I don't run. You strike me as someone who runs only when chased. I'm a hot yoga person. That's my. That's my vibe. Sweat it out. I'm a dog walker. I'm also that. You gotta be. I'm a dog uh, walker. She needs a walk. <laughs> I'm a dog. I found you, dog my new dog walker. See, dog this is—it's such, such a song you can just adapt to. Really, any <laughs> it's, situation. It, it's such a song it's, you can adapt to. That's why it was a song, song that defined a generation. <laughs> it's the Beatles of songs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. What are we doing today? Oh gosh, where, where? Speaking of walking dogs. <laughs> oh! Nice. Bam! Bam! Uh, yes, today we are going to talk about three Christopher Walken titles. 1990. It's 1986. 1986 at, at close, close range. range. 1991's yes. McBain. Mac- McBain. And 1995's Wild Side. Yeah. yeah. And today's episode is delightfully titled I'm Walking Here. I'm now, Walking Here. We noodled around on that for a long time. Yeah. Other. Podcasts might have stopped with walking on sunshine, but There's we like to live choices. on the edge. Yes, yes. At the suspense is killing us. We suggested many titles. <laughs> I was particularly fond of uh, uh, <laughs> "Walk and Rolls Are Here to Stay." <laughs> Will uh, Goss suggested we oh, built yeah. this city on Walkins Rolls. No, we built this sicku. <laughs> sicku. We built yes. this sicku. We built this sicku on Walkins Rolls. Sweaty but brilliant. That's great. Yeah, that, that's the one that we laugh the hardest at and go and all go like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's amazing. No, no, no. Story of Absolutely his life. Absolutely not. Uh, but he settled on, I, I'm walking here. I'm, I'm walking, walking here. here. I believe it's, that's it was just, mine. It was it's too classic. perfect. It was a Travisville classic. classic. Yeah. Simple. It's, uh, it says, it's you know, you want the, pod, you want the title to you know work in two ways. It's supple. It's supple. <laughs> okay. Oh, turgid, even. Turgid? What? <laughs> What you don't think it's turgid? What does two, that mean? Two words that don't have anything to do with What's each other. What's turgid? Something can be turgid and supple. What's turgid, you guys? Uh, turgid is like very slow and boring. Mm. Like language. Tumescent. I think if you want also to com- not if, turgid. If you want to combine <laughs> supple and turgid, it would be languid, right? Hey, it's languid. But I also but don't not. think that works. Yeah, exactly. So but is it our, not? One of our classic. <laughs> just uh, saying words. Just, just saying words debates. now. Just saying words. What are we? What are we? Noam Chomsky just over here with this linguistic Chomsky. debate. Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky, more like. <laughs> no, no, Danging on that two corns on the cob. <laughs> That's why they Shucking call him Noam Chomsky because he cho- he chomped chopped food so much. He exercised his choppers with some good hard food. What if it was? What if there was a rapper with a really good grill and he was called Noam Chomsky? That's got to be a thing. Stop. How you doing? This no Chomsky. This new food. No Chomsky. Get it together. Pick it back to Get it together. Are we a little are we a little punchy today or is it just me? I think we all are. Well, we're 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 all either well, uh hungover or not so or, or completely sober, so I'm like I'm so sober that I'm back around I'm back around. Yeah. Burt back around. I'm Burt back around. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God. Burt back around. Okay. To get to get back on on. Yeah, top do you again, guys want to do the podcast? I did want to. I did want to point out that this is this is one of the most amazing like mixes of movies that oh, we've ever man. done. We've These got some real bangers, wildly here. different kinds of movies. Yeah, which I think speaks to yeah. uh, Christopher Walken's ability to kind of thrive in uh, virtually in any environment. I still say we should have done Country Bears. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> it's not much thriller. It 
suspenseful as you'd hope. Frankly, we're pushing but it with more McBain. more suspenseful than you'd think. There's got to be a chase far. scene. Yeah. In Country Bears. Yeah, McBain. Hopefully there is it's a not scene. Really, it's not really where, where one of the Country Bears tries to sexually assault Stephen Bauer. Oh, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about it. But but it, like I'm saying, like At Close Range is a uh, very respectable, well, like a straight movie. It's one of the, it's be- really it's one of the good. best really movies good. we've oh, ever okay. done. It's like, so good, good. Quality movie. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, McBain is a crazy gonzo nutball, strangely left-wing action, strangely left-wing Vietnam apology, Rambo-type movie. Yeah. Uh, and then Wild Side. Wild Side's like nothing ever. <laughs> yeah. Inexplicable. Like, Wild Side reminds me a lot of Abel Ferrara. Does Tarantino like Wild Side? I Could, feel like he couldn't would. tell you. Sounds like something he might like, yeah. or he he has some like weird ass take. Yeah. About it. It's a Ferrara esque. Film for like, sure. have you ever seen that one uh, that that Ferrar did called uh, I think it's called Dangerous Game with Madonna? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's I very, need these it things. really feels like that. Something like that. That's a, that's a tough movie. It's a tough movie to watch. Great and film. I, and I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, I love that movie. That's one of my it. favorite Ferraras. Wow, Say Ferraras. I'd say I'd say a top three. Could we do a Ferrara episode? I would love to. As long as as long as Fear City is one of the movies. Yes, well, absolutely. Yes. Maybe we'll, well, we'll put that down. Ferrara episode. Um, but so, so we'll start with uh, at close range. Up your Ferrara. Yeah. We'll call it that. There you go. <laughs> we'll start with at close range. Yeah. Yesterday he was a nobody. Today he is front page news. Your name? Brad. Little Brad. Brad Jenner. And is there a big Brad? Who is he? He's my father. A man too dangerous to get close to. A boy too dazzled to break away. Sean Penn is Brad Whitewood Jr. A line wire kid in a dead end town. Yearning for a family he's never known. Guess you must have heard about me. I heard you as a thief. I see something in you. The caretaker's light just went on. I see you got something. By, yeah. the, by James Foley, who's James making Foley. his, what, third appearance on our podcast? Yeah, fear. Fear. Uh, after Dark, My Sweet. After Dark. He did After Dark, My Sweet, Yeah, too? he did. Man. He, he did Glenn doing... Gary, Glenn Ross. He did, Glenn Gary, he Glenn did the Ross. two Fifty Shades sequels. The second two Fifty Shades. Which yes. I haven't seen any of those. He was kind of unimpeachable I for like a while. I like those. And completely fell yeah? off. They're not good, but I enjoy it. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I should probably. I, I think it'd be fun to to visit those. It, this movie was written by Nicholas Kazan. Mm-hmm. Also, of, the, his, of the Kazans, making multiple appearances on our podcast. Also, writer of Fallen, Nepotism Baby, one mm-hmm. of the most yeah. boring movies ever. Classic that is Nepo inexplicably baby. loved by people. Kazan named names. Ugh. Dick. His grand his his grandpappy or daddy named names. His grandpappy. It was his dad. <laughs> it Nicholas was my Kazan. grandpappy. It's it's grandpappy son, named names. Papio Kazan. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did a good job on this movie. This is a very good movie. This is uh, some pens, double pen, double penetration. Th- double I think <laughs> I think the movie was shot in Kentucky, but <laughs> it takes pen. place in Pennsylvania. Double pen. Uh, it takes place in the town. Near, then triple pen. Near the town. Hey, there you go. Pennsylvania. It takes oh place near God. the town where my girlfriend, my first <laughs> college girlfriend grew up. Ah. Yeah. At one point, um, you see, you do see some uh, Amish people. <laughs> it's yes. not about Amish. It's not Harrison Ford. It actually, interestingly enough, though, um, they're, they're me. not those. There's not those <laughs> ne'er do well Mennonites that yeah. you hate so much. Ooh, <laughs> they're not even. They're not even trying. They don't give a <laughs> shit. The Amish people actually care. The Mennonites are like, oh yeah, we wear the clothes and that's it. 
Like, fuck off, Mennonites. Get it together. You hate them. Do it all the way or not at all. Your your religious bigotry (laughs) amuses me. Just against Mennonites and others. (laughs) At all. At all. Mennonites at all. Uh, but that, but it's interesting that um, that this has that in common because it's a lot. I, I was thinking of Witness a lot because mm. Witness is a similar type of deal where it's like this is a real movie. Mm-hmm. It happens to be in our genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also like we usually an actual. Don't, we usually don't get them this classy. <laughs> yeah, it's an actual like good movie and features an all-time banger Madonna song. Oh man, my favorite Madonna song. Wow. Interesting. Great. I think it, I think it really moved up the list on my favorite Madonna songs just from watching this movie. Very good song. Um, it's because the movie, the film, is composed by Madonna. New karaoke go-to. Mm. Good. What's the guy's name who who composed it? He's Madonna's like second-hand man. I don't know. Right-hand man. Not sure. Uh, well, I got to look that up. It's important. Christopher he did the, Walken. He did the score uh, for the whole thing, and so you hear. What's the name of the song? Uh, Live to tell. Live to tell. Mm-hmm. I heard it's a bit longer. Ugh. Yeah. I'm thinking, Man can I'm, tell I'm a thousand lies. Frankly, I was I doing it better than well. Madonna does Hope it. I live to tell the secret <laughs> I knew then. <laughs> Till then, et cetera. If I live to tell the secret, Stop it. Stop I it. Wow. I found you. Miss, Miss new booty. Booty, 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 booty. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the song all through at close range? Oh my gosh, the vibe would be a little bit. <laughs> it different. would change the vibe a bit. Uh, it's Patrick Leonard. Oh, Patrick Leonard. I don't and, know who uh, that is. Yeah, he he does. He's worked with Madonna for years and years and years. All, all the good stuff that Madonna did, he did with her. Okay. Uh, so he's a seminal figure. But apparently, he's he's uh, apparently he's happy to toil in obscurity. Um, but he did the music, and so you hear the music without the lyrics of um, "Live to Tell" throughout this movie, and it's awesome. Yeah, like it really, it's just perfect. It's really uh, honestly, like just it starts with the music and and Sean Penn like driving in his truck. Oh yeah, and, this you, hear, and you hear those strains, and you see the drive, and the, the cinematography is incredible. It's a very long opening to, credit scene. Yeah, that's very much like young, carefree, like sad, sad, it's yeah, young, carefree, and wistful, sad, wistful. Uh, Juan Ruiz Anchia is the cinematographer. I think this is an absolutely fantastic looking movie. He's got quite. He's got quite the resume. Yeah, he was Foley's man for a while. He did Glengarry Glen Ross. Yep. Um, didn't didn't blow up. I wouldn't say he had a huge career. Um, but this is one of the better looking movies you'll see. Um, I like. I'm a fan of this guy. And you just you did hear Spartan. That? Wow! Wow! Shit! Oh, yeah, he did a lot of Mammoth movies too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yeah, half of Mammoth's Mammoth movies. I think he did House of Games. Yeah. <clears throat> but he worked with Foley a lot and Mamet, and he did a lot of television. Good, uh, good, good guy. Good shooter. Good guy. Um, there, there's just parts of this movie that are entirely reliant on the cinematography, where it's just kind of like hanging out with the characters. There, particularly that scene where they're like on the water. Mm. The scene and where the they're all smoking just, so much pot. Oh, that montage. Pot. Oh man, this movie's about friendship and pot. I like the part where and family. He's he's like bonding with Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken just like leans over and takes a hit off his J. Oh yeah, that's, that's great. That's good stuff. There's, it's a very like kind of lazy nature slacker aesthetic going on until it until it's not. Basically. Yeah, it's a very it's a. It's well, spoiler. It's a fucking bleak movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. has a. a Frankly, to, to my mind, shockingly brutal conclusion. Yeah, and and and, and, and well, we'll get to it, but maybe lost me a little bit <laughs> by the end. Not necessarily because it's so grim, but well, there's like, a particular thing they that I didn't want to talk about. I mean, it's it's loosely based on a real thing. Yes, like uh, a real story. Yeah, um, and they don't really change the circumstances at the end of the story. Like you know, at the end, like 
this horrible thing happens, and then like people just go to jail. Like it doesn't it doesn't turn into a revenge film or anything. At no, the end, you know. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, what's this movie some about? Stuff hap- some stuff happens at the end of this movie that is recognizable, uh, recognizably not movie stuff. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't do this in movies because you don't like it when right. you see it. It's but it is it does happen in real life. And it and it's like it's more it's more intent it's more intent on being a sturdy drama than it is a thriller. It's true. Although yeah, it, although it is sure. a thriller, it's yeah. about criminals and th- the life of crime and scary people and shit. So basically, our our protagonist is a young Sean Penn. Uh, who lives with his brothers and his his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mama. And his grandma. And his grandma. Um, and he's a teen, and he's kind of like, you know, he's a rebellious guy. They drive around and drink beer and smoke weed and stuff. And I he think that they're just, they, they maybe, graduated maybe graduated the year before or something, and he's just like, Completely aimless. Everybody's completely Very aimless. aimless. Also, they're yeah. living in like semi-rural Pennsylvania. There ain't shit to do out there. He has a real... I feel like he has a... Real bone vibes from this movie. He has a real <laughs> Ryan Gosling bad. energy to me. A very a very much a young Ryan Gosling energy to me in this. Place Beyond the Pines, Ryan Gosling? Yeah, or even like... It sounds stupid to be like the notebook Ryan Gosling, but that mm. kind of... his his How he carries himself, okay. I guess. I haven't that. seen the notebook, so... Uh, just kind of like... A little bashful, soft-spoken, but also kind of trying to like prove something all the time. Mm. Um, and Chris Penn plays his brother, and he is his brother, obviously. And he's just very, very uh, immature. Chris Penn vibes, just, just Chris Penn in general. Fun, fun to point out, uh, Chris Penn as thin as Sean Penn in this movie. <laughs> it's fun for me to point that out because you're always like, oh wow, he could. Oh, how about that? It's a real <laughs> step up from started. from when he was in Murder by Numbers. <laughs> Oh, just just oh playing God. like a piece God. of shit. That's the real. Those are the p- the pen poles right he's there. He's always playing a piece of shit. It's nice to see him play like a nice young man, or like you know, he's like a rebellious teen. But also, it's like I think it's funny that they, they don't do too much work to establish this. But Chris Penn's character is definitely is dumber than Sean Penn. Like everybody is constantly pointing it out in subtle ways. Yeah. We're like we're like, well, that guy's hopeless. Sean, you have you have some potential. You have some You're potential. gonna get out of this town. Not like your fucking brother over there. <laughs> who I just is feel like he was so obvious. He was lived. just that so obviously my, is younger. That my brother though. in there. Like my brother in there. Sorry. <laughs> you thought you were saying you thought. Oh, what? I just th- think it's just so obvious that he's younger. Like he's just acts younger. Young, dumb, full of fun. Pen. Young, dumb, um, full of pen. And he's just trying to be cool, like yeah. his brother. You know. Looks up to his brother, and who wouldn't? His brother is buff. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Penn he's is, like so, Sean Penn is he's taking so, you like, to the gun show. He's so like small and buff in this, though. Yeah, he's not tiny only, and buff. Not only that, but he's rocking that sleeves cut off sweatshirt. Very cool thing. They should, wish I could pull that honestly, off. Honestly, one my <laughs> one of the try. few I complaints. Uh, my arms are too small. Yeah, there should be a shot of sh- of him lifting <laughs> at some point in this movie, <laughs> like in a garage. Just just like yeah. you don't have to just hit maybe in the background or something. Like oh okay, there well there you go. Just cement blocks tied to a piece of. <laughs> and he should be lifting four hundred pounds. Yeah, because he is ripped in this movie. Uh, but he's also got a bit of a spark to him, like is that you know he's got a, he's got a certain charm to him that, that he's that kind of introduced after driving around in his truck. He gets to the city square, and uh, his his friend. His Chris Penn and one of his buddies, um, who hopefully aren't um, expecting to live all that long, um, are hanging out, and they've given five dollars to some dipshit who to go in and buy them gin. And he comes out and he's like, I, I, I I'm just gonna take your money and the gin and goodbye. And so Sean Penn like jumps up on his car. Oh yeah. And the guy like drives around with him. He's just going like, ah! 
And the kid, and he just goes like, "Jesus Christ, kid!" He Wait, goes, like, goes, "What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he is kind of like that. <laughs> he takes the uh, he takes his windshield just wiper off, Joker, and puts yeah, and he puts it, it, and in, he puts his it in his mouth, and, and he going, growls at a dog. And the, and the guy gives him his the bunny and the gin and, and the gin, and he goes, "You're weird, kid." <laughs> and sure enough, true. Are you car. weird? <laughs> Are you weird, Sean Penn? Oh wait, you guys speak like I. I know we mentioned Chris Penn was in this, but we didn't talk about Chris Penn, who is oh, also in Chris this. Wow. Who is doing his thing? <laughs> he is Chris Penn, given given full full. <laughs> Yeah. Full they Glover. Just let him do whatever they want, whatever he wanted to I do. I was thinking of saying some really weird <laughs> shit. All right, Chris, sure, go at it. He, he only, he what has if like, I had my sideburns like in the middle of my cheek? Yeah. Sure, do yeah. that. He's kind of gay coded. I think it's all it's all backgrounds. Are very it's like a well made, subtle movie, and so you can tell that he probably has a thing for Sean Penn. Is this is this before or after River's Edge? Eighty six. Uh, might be the same year. Just because it seems like it's it's riffing on a lot of the same. I got the River's Edge. It's after, uh, it's after Back to the Future. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> it's before, or is it before Back to the Future? Eighty-six. Oh my god! Time travel. Oh my god! My my brain just <laughs> had yeah, an aneurysm. Thank you. Your brain, your brain just had an aneurysm. <laughs> I have to go to the hospital now because my, my my mind just got so fucking blown. That's the that's the Drake Galaxy Brain uh, <laughs> <laughs> meme right there. Uh, River's Edge is nineteen eighty-six. So this was oh, wow. the year same, of Glover. Same year. Okay. Glover could do no wrong in this p- particular period, mm. and he's he was good just in this. strange enough. He's very strange. I have a couple of his lines written down that we'll get to. Um, and there's another. There's hey another you, member of their get crew. Get your goddamn hands off her! <laughs> Is that one of them? <laughs> that was a really good delivery. <laughs> we got we got Crispin Glover and uh, Christopher Walken, two of the um, stra- two of the classic no. Hollywood strangers. Um, so, anyways, like we get an idea of kind of like how shiftless and uh, the, the life that they're living. He's back at he's back at his house, and you get one of those quintessential like oh shit character introductions. Christopher Walken is this is probably top three Christopher Walken roles. I'd have to say he's mm. fucking outstanding in it, and, it, and it's just one of those really things. top three. I would put it in That's the top crazy. three. I thought he was. I thought it was. I mean, I, I mean, he's, yeah, he's great. I think he's terrific in this. What are the other two? Oh, because I'm telling you, it's not top three. Uh, wh- this wh- is wh- very good, but I mean, like, if this is top three, then you're gonna King have to. King of New York. Gonna, I was gonna say exactly. That. King of New York is number one. Yeah. Probably, probably number one. It's the full. You just get the full compliment right. of his. So if this abilities. is num- if this is so, they have one left, and that means you got to pick between, let's say, mm. true romance, true romance, Pulp Fiction. Mm. I'll put it above those two, just because there's more of it. I'm not saying it's better or worse than those. I'm just yeah. saying you're you've got one slot left, and you've got a lot to pick from. Pain. It is interesting because, like, yeah, for true romance, Pulp Fiction, you don't get a lot. Because like, you get, I would, I would definitely say quantity. King of New York and Pulp Fiction are number one and number two, mm. and Country Bears. And again, he does, he saying that, notices for if I want to put clo- at close range in there, I got to get rid of the Deer Hunter now. Oh fuck, you can't do that. See, I can, I you can can't. Take, do I got to get rid of Heaven's Gate now. I you can can't take get Deer Hunter and Kevin's Gate out of the top three you for can't, sure. Nah, I don't think you can take Deer Hunter out of the top three. Those movies are great, but I don't think that it's kind of like quintessential walking. You can't have Fat Boy Slim now. I can't have the Fat Boy Slim. No, uh, you can't well, have it. Weapon of Destruction video or whatever. Weapon it is. of choice. Yeah, Weapon you can't do it. You um, can't. You got to take out Nick of Time. Catch me if you can. I'll t- uh, yeah, I'm 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 feeling very comfortable with. You got to take out uh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. You got to take Mouse out Hunt. Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, fe- I'm feeling very comfortable with this choice. Okay. Uh, he walk. He. It's just one of those things uh, where he walks in and you just go, oh shit. He does what? 
He walks. Oh, oh. my god! Again, <laughs> my brain is going to be shredded by the end of this. Um, <laughs> just like he shredded just wa- wheat. He just walks into the house and he's got that. He's got that way about him where everybody just sort of looks at him in awe. <laughs> you, you know what though? I'll give you this. And I think he's great. I mean, I'm, uh, the argument is not that you're wrong and this is not a top three. It's just, I'm just, t- saying, it's just like, tough to tough. do because he's so good. It's tough. So I don't say it lightly. So but time. I will say this. He's not doing his shtick in this movie at all. No, it's a straight, a straight he's walking not, performance. He's not doing... He's not unhinged. Well, he's, he's not unhinged, but he's also not even doing like a lot of his typical mannerisms in this. Yeah, he, he does, but it's tamped down quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, and the mustache is doing so much lifting. I absolutely love his whole <laughs> look. His steez. Everyone's if you will. hair in this movie just looks like they d- did like 10 pounds of like volumizing shampoo. <laughs> it's so, there's just so much hair and it's so light and full. Like, good for 1986. Good for them. Good, a good hair year. Good, yeah. Uh, he is, uh, has, has played a million uh, uh, psychopaths over and over again in movies. Obviously, people won't walk in to play bad guys because of his general look yeah. and His way. general weirdness. Um, Can't but, have suicide kings. You got to rule out suicide oh. kings now. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> now, now it's getting hard. Balls of fury. Out. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Kangaroo uh, Jack. I out. love this game. I spoke way too hastily. I absolutely love this new game. <laughs> God, give me that kangaroo. Kangaroo, I want, kangaroo Jack. I want the kangaroo <laughs> now. Uh, boxes. His hands. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jack. Um, kangaroo named Jack. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the top three and and, and feel very comfortable with that decision. I'm because, actually, because you know what? He gets to, he gets a chance to play a legitimate psychopath. I'm just impressed with you. I think. Oh, thank you. More people should be impressed with yeah. me. I'm uh, glad you can say that confidently, uh, and I feel that that's cool. Hey. Does my cons- my confidence just yeah. radiate? It's really me? cool. I think yeah. it's really cool. Please reel it in. <laughs> You're making the rest of us feel like shit. <laughs> I just I just don't want to go into his head. <laughs> it's the last time, nice thing she'll ever say to me. It's and it's fine. You <laughs> that's know, fine. I'm, it's, I'm if, it's the la- if it's the last one, then that's okay. I'm savoring it while I'm here. Uh, yes, but I, I think he's absolutely magnificent, and the fact that he's playing down a little bit I think makes yeah. him extra scary because he's a legitimate psychopath as opposed to like a more like classic a movie like fun psycho. movie psychopath he's you can see how people would think he's fun but he's scary right and you, you he, he is able to manipulate people and put on you, you can see him put the mask on and take it off of like yes. oh I've got to get this person to do a thing but he literally is a person that can't feel anything for anybody yeah I mean he does some stuff that really only a true up. psychopath could do yeah. it at yeah. the end of the movie and feels zero compunction. He's incapable of feeling a thing about this yeah. stuff that he does. And he sells this stuff really well. I I, I thought it was just fantastic. And I loved this character. I love characters like this in movies. Yeah. Um and I like and I like when Walken plays straight. Yeah. I like it when he I just like Walken. Sure. I mean, after watch after this episode, watching these three movies, I mean I've always liked Walken, but I was maybe, Maybe like even it more. Definitely made me want to yeah. watch King of New York again, just because. Oh, oh so good! Such a monster. That's of a like movie. A, you should probably just watch that once a year t- type of movie. Uh, yeah, I, it was weird. I I hadn't seen it in a really 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 long time, and a couple years ago I took it home randomly and and finally rewatched it and was like, why am why have I not watched this every three months for the last twenty years? <laughs> yep. Like it's that good. <laughs> yep. I think I saw it the uh, the first time when I was in high school when I was going through one of my early movie phases and I, and I think I liked it fine but was just sort of like yeah you're like unaware of how like blisteringly yeah. amazing it is I think yeah. maybe I thought it was a little boring or something and then, I, yeah. and then like same same with as with you like four years ago I popped it in, in the splice room and it was just like oh my god I've been wasting my life not watching this movie constantly it's yeah. so it's so good weird and perfect yeah and crazy and smart 
and smart, and, and David Caruso and Lawrence Fishburne getting a oh. fight in a chicken restaurant. Guy gets hit by a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to rewatch it's, it. It's now. really magical. Yeah, great movie. It's it's like because I've I've never been a I'm not like a huge Abel Ferrara fan like mm-hmm. overall, but it's kind of like yeah, give that guy his flowers. I mean, he can co- coast on oh, this man, forever. I'm a big rips. I'm a big I'm fan a big of his. I'm a big Ferrara fan. We got to do that for our episode. It's all it, the only there's that's one of those like uh, it's not underappreciated because a lot of people really love it, but I feel like it doesn't really get talked about in the same conversations as like great gangster films. Definitely. You know, it's another good one. It's Belly. I still oh, haven't seen that. It's been on my Hype list for Williams. so long. You Fuck watch Emily, Belly. that movie is awesome. I just yeah. grab it while I'm here, huh? There yeah. is a uh, there is a clip shown from another movie in Belly that I think you'll find very surprising. I'm not gonna tell country, you what it is. Country Bears. Okay. It's the Country it's a, Bears. They're all sitting around watching Country Bears, which is weird because Belly came out first. But it's a hype Williams movie, so it's in a. They're watching it on a fisheye. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> get it right. Back to get it right. Get, get it, it tight. Get it tight. Back to at close range. Maybe not as good as Gangs of New York, but it's very good. Um, King of New York. Gangs of New York. What did I say? Though. Gangs of New York. Yeah. Also good. I'm like, that is a good movie. You're right. I'm going to teach you to speak English with this fucking <laughs> it's, knife. It's pretty different. Man, should uh, I rent both of those tonight? Yes, you should. <laughs> yeah, you're, this things are shaping up for you. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, a free Sunday. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, but at, at close range, um, he, Walken walks in, and he's just sort of like, I came here to give you money or something. I don't know if he comes in with the explicit... Um, goal he's of look, like recruiting. He's like his looking son. for his ex-wife. Yes, because he asks if she's there. Yeah, I came to give you money and gives him three hundred. My ex-wife. My ex-wife. You want money? Uh, what would you prefer? Two, three, four hundred. Because I could give you either amount. It's fine. Just take it's it. It's fine. Just take the it's money. fine. Take it. And uh, he gives him some money, and, and and Sean Penn just like immediately charmed by him. And I also <laughs> like the fact that he this this man is his father, and nobody like Sean Penn, or neither Sean nor Chris Penn, is like mad at him for not for literally yeah. not being in one iota around. No, they're they're completely thwarted well, masculine. Yes, yeah. I'm pretty sure like for them he functions he functions as kind of like a almost like a folk hero type vibe yeah. like he's been mysterious everybody he's not knows been around, what he's into he's but every, but everyone kind of knows that he's you know he gets money he's powerful he's Robin Hood. he's he's cool we don't know anything about him but he comes and he just shows up whenever and uh Crispin Glover's laying on the couch and goes who is that guy and you know Sean Penn doesn't really say anything but he's definitely like in awe of yeah. you know what just happened yeah. even though it's just his scumbag dad coming and giving a few hundred what you find out later that a few hundred dollars isn't really anything to him Yes, but it's a lot to these people. But it's a lot to them. Yeah. But it's like later you're like, oh, he could have given him more than that. Yeah. $300 in rural Pennsylvania could've, could've is like a million some, dollars. Some yeah. love. But Christopher Walken is making a lot of money, though. <laughs> Christopher Walken is just doing all the crime in the area. He's yeah. an uh, all-purpose crime, crime He's boss. He's literally kind of every tractor in Coatesville. He's still, he, like, if tractors are the thing, there's a, there's one part in it where he goes in and, and, you, and it, he basically looks like he's about to pimp out a lady. Yeah. He's like, I'm a, why don't you come work for me? And then, oh, excuse me, like he gets interrupted, but he's like in the process of turning a lady out and you're like damn just like always hustling yeah rise and grind Christopher Walker (laughs) (laughs) I have a picture of his character on my mood board just you know manifesting that's great get get that money hustle hustle you know he's really fascinating he doesn't give a shit about anything except uh, just the the next hustle and making money he's got a crew eventually he does uh, like Sean Penn kind of goes up to him like I think maybe you could uh, take me in he's like if you can hang out for a Three weeks. Uh, we'll see how that way. Yeah. And he and he takes him over to his uh, 
He takes him over to his house and mm-hmm. introduces him to his gang. To his family. <laughs> his gang played by <laughs> David Strathairn. And, and others. Yeah, who the others. fuck are these guys? I don't uh, they're know all these scary. Guys. They're all scary looking. It's really funny because this is his son. He's he's their friend. Presu- well, as as, to, as much as these people can be friends with each other. Well, they're uh, all some fucked up family. And he's, and he's introducing them to his son, and they're all still they're all just glowering menacingly at him. <laughs> but he's like he, he does this introduction to his crew, and he does it in the same order. He does it the same way. He does it twice. In yeah, the movie. it's very funny. He goes, mm-hmm. it's "Uncle Dicky, Uncle Patch, that's Boyd." Tony Pine. Tony he's Pine. Epile- Tony, Tony Pine, he's Pine. epileptic. He yeah, always goes, Tony Pine, he's Tony epileptic. Tony Pine, he's epileptic. And he does that again later on in the movie. He just He's introducing him to somebody else. And then Tony Pine, he's epileptic. And David Strathairn, the second time, makes a fra- makes it has a face that is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. He's like, God damn it. Stop. It's <laughs> like, don't have this is my that. adopted daughter, Margot Tenenbaum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's similar. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's David Strathairn. R.D. Call, who is oh, like yes. Sandra Bullock's boss in Murder by Numbers, mm-hmm. if you remember, and mm. tr- the great Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter, who's somehow the scummiest of all of them. Always playing a guy who looks really scummy, too, but yeah. like half of the time, I don't know. I just love this, this guy. He's a man who I has mean, never brushed his teeth, not once. <laughs> I love Tracy Walter. Yeah. Oh, every time he pops up, hey! He's like that. It's like Dick Miller. You know, like you see Dick Miller and you're like, yes! <laughs> Tracy Walter. Just happy to see him. He's not Fisher Stevens. That's a thing that you need to <laughs> know about Tracy Walter. Fisher He's a Stevens. different person. He's like if Fisher Stevens melted a little. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's his crew, and then he, they start. You know, he starts kind of showing him the ropes. He he seems pretty reticent, honestly, to take uh, Sean Penn on board, which is I think an interesting choice. He's not like it doesn't feel like he has this overarching plan of like I'm gonna get my boy and make him my partner in crime. He, he's just, he, he's kind of just like I think maybe just because he thinks Sean Penn's not gonna be good at it or something. Well, gonna or it's my, gonna be gonna my schemes. It's gonna be non consequential, like either way. Yes, like he's just gonna. It, it doesn't matter if he gets him on or not, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, and he, he, I think the first one that he takes... Oh, th- we don't see Sean Penn on this one, but this is where you see him do his first crime where they're robbing... They're, like, broken well, they into some warehouse. Yeah, this, this is when they're, when they're breaking into, like, a safe. Uh-huh. They found, like, a safe in a warehouse somewhere. And Tracy Walter's supposed to be the lookout, but he's just mean... He's, like, not being a lo- good lookout, and he's breaking into some guys. <laughs> These guys can't stop doing crimes. Yeah. Even in the middle of one crime, he's doing another no, they're crime. Like, they're, they're almost like crime guys from The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, everything they do, they steal, they're stealing all the time, every <laughs> day. Constant crime. They're like Australians in The Simpsons. There's sleep and there's crime. And sometimes they eat. And that's it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, no time to eat. Got to do crimes. Time to eat. Got to crimes. If you can eat and do crime at the same time, and uh, if you and can. Uh, he also ha- he also has the kind of like a jivey sort of uh, voice to him, like he's trying to talk cool, like a jazz man or something like that. Like, right? Ah, come on over here, we're gonna do. I I, I, I don't I can't do it or anything, and do the walking voice at the same time. <laughs> That's too many he, layers. He's a he's a man who clearly thinks that he's very cool. He's like a hip cool guy he's or something. Hep, like he's that. a hep cat. He's like a, he kind of he's a bit of a hep cat, uh, and also just an absolute cold blooded psychopath. Right. Um, uh, but what is the first? What, I think that he says that, that you got to show me something before I take you on you, my yeah. crime family. And this is when Sean Penn and all his buddies become tractor stealers. You need to steal something. A tractor, tractor, maybe. anything. <laughs> I can't think of you know a tractor. If you can, if you can, <laughs> tractors, tractors. You know a tractor. tractor, cash register, anything, anything. If you can, I want you to show me. Show me what something you got down there. 
I'm talking about your dick. Oh my god, I'm gonna. And you're, and <laughs> I'm you're gonna get out of here. And you're, and you're bathing soon. This area. is gonna be the whole fucking episode, huh, <laughs> guys? No touch zone. I want to see what you got. Uh, uh, and, Man needs to know what he's got <laughs> down there, downstairs. <laughs> if you know what I mean. In the basement. Uh, if you catch my drift. Jockey shorts are. Your Calvin's. Oh my God, Calvin! <laughs> we'll talk about Calvin. I own these Calvin. Show me, little man, what <laughs> your, you got. Your little man. Uh, he, he, the first, the first caper that he takes Sean Penn on, he's he's laundering this money that he's just stolen from this bank, which uh, we had to explain to Emily in the group text. Yeah, I only you got guys. it. I only got it. I didn't get it instantly. It took me like. A minute. I was like, I, wait, they're losing money. Yeah, they're and losing then, money. And then I understood laundry. It takes a commission. It's like, yeah. I want to buy a car here, a shitty looking brown car, and uh, and I sell it. Over there for a little bit less money, but the money it. is now wandered across the street. Across the street, <laughs> and then, uh, but there's a, there's a really funny line. Um, God, we, <laughs> this is gonna be the whole show. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, Two in God. a row. We're, we're, oh we're doing God. our dime store like. Oh yeah. Pacino and Walken. We should do a Shatner episode so we can get all of, like Kevin, Kevin Pollock's favorite impressions. Belongs in a zoo. <laughs> Spa. Spock sabotage a system. This is just a little bit of uh, of uh, conversation that Watkins having with his boy before the but boy my boy before the <laughs> he, uh, they they do this little money money under hey kid you like pussy smart boy what's the <laughs> hey what's the sexiest thing you ever thought of in your whole he's about to <laughs> and then he gets interrupted by the car salesman he's like what's the he's talking to his son what's the sexiest thing you ever thought of in your whole dude life? I love asking people what the sexiest thing they've ever thought hey of guys, is yeah I'm kind of tired of you asking me <laughs> every day every single day hey Matt Matt <laughs> uh, also you 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 call me I know that's the only because, time I ever call anyone because I don't like phone calls <laughs> you answer every time calls, which is also calls strange make me nervous <laughs> well I can't help it the phone's ringing <laughs> I don't know dad boobs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's good yeah. You're good. You're turning me on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Emily is the, the most Emily's unamused she's ever out. been. <laughs> All right, so they do some crime. <laughs> they do crime. They do some crime. There's some montages where they're just smoking and jumping in the river. He's also, at the same time, he is developing a, jump. a beautiful a romance with, mm. I don't remember her name. Mary Stewart Mary Masterson. Mary Stewart, yes, MSN. Mary Stewart Masterson. And very, very mm-hmm. cute. Very, very cute. Uh, and they're like, we got we got to get out of here. Like, I'm, And then Sean Penn's basically like, I'm going to do enough crime with my dad to get a bunch of money, and then we're going to like move out and get a place on our own. Yeah. We're going go to go to California. Starts, he starts asking. It's funny, because he just starts asking his dad for money now. He's just like, hey, I need a car. Can I get a car? And it's he, like, that. he's he's right for being like, I deserve this stuff for my dad, who's like kind of abandoned me forever. But it's just funny how he's like, it's a, it's very childish and kind of immature and how he's just like I really love how he going keeps calling him dad. Yeah. That's that's the thing it's like so naive and like yeah. and like well-meaning but misguided and it's that makes it more tragic when everything kind of totally. falls down later totally. on. Yeah. And he, he seems like he's on board with everything that, that his dad does, but he he finds his line. And and honestly, Walken is kind of like, I think maybe my boy is like me, you know, like I got myself a real successor here, but then uh, it's because he's He's got some pretty, juice. He's pretty open with his murdering yeah. in front of his son. At one point, Dude, there's Lester. a guy, Lester. Wait, yeah. before that, we are introduced to Lester. We are introduced to Lester because he comes up to them at like a restaurant or whatever, and he goes <laughs> to 
to Christopher Walken. He goes, remember when we stole those muskets from the Revolutionary War Museum? <laughs> what a God, great time. In front of the local district attorney. Yeah. yeah. He's being re- he, this. This is like a guy who Lester's is trying to kill himself. I really like the uh, that scene in the restaurant too, because they're at what like what looks like the Wedgwood broiler. Yeah, you know they're they're just like it's they're like at the absolute. They are at the Wedgwood. The nicest place you in know, rural like, yeah, The nicest place they've got is like step up from the Ponderosa, <laughs> yep. and, it, and and like the local DA is there too, and they're like making fun of him for wearing a suit to dinner, because they're just in their fucking shit clothes. <laughs> they're, making, and they're, just, they're like, what are you eating? There a steak. He's probably eating chicken fried steak or something. I <laughs> <laughs> can't afford the nice stuff that it's this place so has. Funny. It's funny. It's wild. If you're not familiar, w- listeners, with the Wedgwood Broiler, this is a wonderful little establishment. <laughs> <laughs> Prime rib on the weekends, and if you order the salad, it comes with Cheez-Its on top. Ooh. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I love this place. Oat cuisine. So Lester apparently used to do crime with them, but then he has a big mouth, and so now no one really trusts him, and he he's kind of just off on his own. Mouth. And he is a problem. He's, he's like, hey, guys, I'm a problem. I'm going to be a problem. You're probably going to have to kill me. So when they leave the Wedgwood broiler, they go out to the parking lot, and he's hanging out by Christopher Walken's truck, and he's like, I just didn't want you to get the wrong idea. You saw me there with the district. Flapping my whatever. gums. Uh, yeah, and they're and they're like, nah, nah, you want to do one last job with us? Come on, let's go. Let's do a job. Let's you do a job like right now. You seem like I should fuck with. Yeah, and so they make him get in the car this is to amazing. go do a job, and they drive to a swamp? Well, this is also Christopher Walken's technique is that he gets people liquored up so that so that they're yeah, pliable they for whatever he wants to drinking. do to it. Like, drink up. Drink this guy's all. kind of a drunk anyway, so. Bottoms up. And uh, he's making this guy drink in the car. And at a certain point, when he, it, it goes from like, hey, we're, we're all drunk as skunks. Why don't you, you catch gotta up? You got to catch up. And we're going to do a but job. Then it, 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 and it's like, hey, we're all drinking in the car fun. And then it becomes like, drink. And then he's like, you drink that alcohol <laughs> because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get you drunk. And the guy just sort of realizes, starts like breaking down. I didn't do anything. And all he kind of realizes that he's a fucking dumbass idiot who's got himself killed. Then they murder him. They take him to a river. They walk him. It's out. not walking. Walk, walk. It's not walking. Well, Walken's watching, but like one of the other guys just like pushes his head. I under. thought it was walking that did it. Now Walken's like supervising it. Oh. And then he looks up at Sean Penn and Sean mm. Penn is like, okay. I found my line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. And he Yeah, and he, he just holds this. that goes, guy under water. It was really fucked up. He she's don't say anything about the murder. Yeah, it was the guy, really he just holds chilling. him under water. And it's shot from such a from It's shot from uh, far away, like yeah, you're watching away. it happen on the banks as well. Can't and it's say like anything it's really effective. But the murder, if you can. Keep it keep stone. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Uh, and Sean Penn is not going to narc on him or anything like that. It's it's a family thing. He's not going to go that far. But, but he's he kind of like, done. I need to take my girlfriend and get thing. the fuck out. So yeah. I need to get this money, and we need to go on spring break. Yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here. Chris Penn is like, hey, how, how's hanging out with Dad? Dad's fun, right? And he's like, mm, I'm no. not. Don't stay away from that guy. He's, I'm not going to say anything, but it's. I think he even kind of lightly hints about that there was a murder to, to Chris Penn. Yeah. And then Christopher Walken shows up again with another car. It's a funny running gag throughout the movie. He's got a different car every time he pulls up. Uh, at, one, at one point, he has a classic 80s vet. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I laughed out loud at that one. And uh, and this is the part where mm-hmm. Sean Penn starts kind of like pushing away. Yeah. He's like, you're a disappointment to me, son, and all that sort of st- all that sort of stuff. And uh, I thought it was weird that it, that at this point is where Christopher Walken starts like touching people and having psychic visions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen to them? <laughs> you have a car. Can you give me a ride, Can home? You a ride home? Nobody likes me around here. Uh, he, you're um, eating some pistachios. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna crack your teeth <laughs> on a nut. It's gonna, it's hurt, gonna hurt real bad. Real bad. 
<laughs> now, now it's now it's old antiquated Saturday Night Live bits and the walking impression. Oh boy, <laughs> dude, my eyes just glaze Pure over misery. when you guys do that. Now the I'm just, ice, I just start gonna break. <laughs> Have you seen the Dead Zone though? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. I didn't oh, like good it. stuff. No, another no, no, no. another movie. Travis has to leave off his top three. What about the I don't pro- have what to leave the, it off my the top prophecy? three. I can put it in there. Oh, that's that's not a good film. There's prophecy? a war in heaven. I like the prophecy between <laughs> angels. I thought demons. that movie was fun. I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> it has no danger of breaking into my top three. <laughs> Maybe top forty. Top uh, forty. Um. But uh, so Sean Penn's got to do one big score so he can move away. He he probably needs like three hundred dollars so he can start a new life with, oh, his, so with his girlfriend in some other rural Pennsylvania town. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they get busted, bas- mainly because one of his friends has to run back and steal a cardboard cutout of a woman in a beer. So in a beer hat. She's so hot. Yeah. And I he can't, gets them all busted. I need busted. her. The cops bust him stealing a thing, so he's in jail. All, in jail. Too. all the other kids get bailed out. Except for Sean Penn, because they're going to lean on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where things get Bad. very Bad. Some blind tiger drawing suds on the side. <laughs> what? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, Christopher Walken, uh, like any psychopathic criminal, like maybe, like a Jimmy Conway type of guy, is mm-hmm. just going to kill everyone. Yes. That's the easiest uh, way that no one will talk about him. Yes. Uh, but before he, even, he, before he does that, he does his classic booze gag with Mary Stuart Massey. Like, we're going to go visit Oof. him. Sean Penn in jail, drink up. And drink. He, t- he takes with him Crispin Glover, who he oh. has been like, you know, we're friends now. He's like tricking Crispin Glover into thinking that he is now part of the gang. Yeah. And so Mary Stuart Masterson's sitting in between them in the truck on the way, apparently, on the way to the jail. Yes. This is this is pretty fucked up. Like, it's going to be real scary in that jail, so drink up. Uh, it'll help. If and you then, can. And then she, he's, oh, yeah, the eyes, everyone's eyes are going to be all over you because yeah. you're a girl. So whatever. you are probably beautiful be hammered drunk. That'll be the best. Yeah. And Crispin Glover has, uh, I have two Crispin Glover lines here that where you're just like, well, Crispin Glover improv that. That is not uh, that is not from the script where right. he's, he's like gives her the booze and he's like drink up and he goes get some system going. <laughs> oh yeah, get some system going. You gotta get some system going. Fascinating. Yuck. Uh, Yucky. And then he, and then Christopher Walken takes her into a hotel room and is like, just stay away from my son. Well, she's gives her a away pill. From her. She's like, no. He gives her a pill too. Of course, that's part of his deal. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, he slaps her around and then rapes her. Yeah, I mean, they cut brutal. they cut away from it, but it's it's brutal. I mean, this. Well, this the next time, Mary Stewart Ma- Masterson, young Mary Stewart Masterson, cute as a button, and uh, well, we'll we'll keep talking about it. It's just absolutely brutal. And then, and the next time her. we see her, it's like she's at the kitchen table with her just, mom in a bathroom, just crying. Yeah. It's like, dude, ugh. that scene was. Ugh, I it's just got brutal. chills again. Yeah, like, it's really upsetting. This is this is the, the 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 movie. The movie takes, and it's not not a mark against it. This is what happens. This is the kind of movie it is. But it's very rough from yeah. here on from here on out. Bleak, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bleaker and Madonna song really more miserable good, than the, the, the Madonna song. Still good. Um, <laughs> and this is the part where where Sean Penn hears about this. This was a weird move on Christopher Walken's part. I don't know why he thought that this was going to help in any way. But he's a why he's a psychopathic maniac. So whatever. Um, Sean Penn hears about this and decides he's he's now going to turn states against Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken responds to this by killing everybody. He kills all of Sean Penn's friends. Yep. These are like 18-year-old kids. And he kills Chris Penn. Dude, the Chris Penn death scene. <laughs> at Jesus the Oh, my Christ. God. So I don't even really remember. All I remember and all that is like haunting my dreams in this scene is like when Chris, you see the realization on Chris Penn's face 
Well, he's Chris Penn's finally getting the attention that has been given to Sean Penn. And so now he's like, yeah. oh, my God, my dad's actually paying attention to me. Yeah. Because, you know, before he was always kind of in the background. And at one point, Christopher Walken made like a joke about him being a bastard or something he, like that. He's been, and he's been suggested that Chris Penn is not his son. And he, but he's always like, dad, dad, he like really wants him to be his dad. And he really, you know, he's really trying. And there's the scene where he's about to kill him. You see the realization flash over Chris Penn's face. And then all of a sudden, it's just like anguish. And he goes, Dad. And then yeah. he gets fucking killed. It's really, that's a real line crossing. You can see him killing, you can see him killing the other That's like kids. Chris Penn's it's best brutal. performance, that mil- that second. It's rough. That second No, there. no, it's better in Murder by Numbers where he's just throwing beer, <laughs> beer bottles, beer bottle caps into his, into his uh, water but the, cooler. But the like anguish, the understanding, and then the like desperate, the like desperate plea and yeah. the like delivery of the dad line like fucking gutted me. Christopher Walken, stop pointing that fucking gun at me, Dad. <laughs> it's the classic what, what Walken's character does in this movie too, where it's like, "We're just fun, we'll have fun, we're hanging out," and then yeah. he just turns on a dime, and, you, and, and the person like realizes like, "Oh no, I'm in huge trouble." Yeah, like, just really God, quick. Makes but me he sick. does this whole speech. You remember the speech about the coyotes? Yeah. The only oh, thing yeah. about coyotes, they got these things on the West Coast called coyotes. You, you seen this? You heard of this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> here's what the coyotes and Kevin do. Eubanks wakes up for a second. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he goes, the coyotes, the, the coyote lady, she goes into heat. Uh, all the coyotes do it with a, and then the coyote lady, the bitch whore coyote lady goes out into the city and gets all the dogs Horny for coyote <laughs> pussy. I hate this so much. This is a, this is How a do you of, hate this? This is the best thing that's happened to me all week. <laughs> and, and the dogs jump over the fence, whatever they can do to get to the coyote lady, and they follow her out into the woods, and all the coyotes kill them and eat them. Now tell me, did you tell the cops anything? And you're kind of like, I don't know what the. <laughs> what? I'm not quite sure I get the <laughs> why, how this one thing leads to the other. And then Chris Penn goes like, No, I didn't tell, and he didn't. But he's just like, I don't, you're lying to me! And yeah. he shoots, and you're just like, fuck. How much bleaker can this movie get? Well. It turns out. <laughs> Glad you asked. Well, let me tell you. Uh, this Things are really moving fast now. Sean Penn um, is out of jail, and it's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And they, they do not get the fuck out of there fast enough. No, they, they get, they're in the car ready to get the fuck out of there, and then somebody shows up and fucking blows them both blows, away. Blows them both away. And, and this is like real. It's slow That was, that was like, surprising to me. It really caught me off guard. Yeah. And they're both shot multiple times. Sean Penn manages to survive. Mary Sir Masterson does not make it. This is a this is a part that that it, um, t- is going to probably take a whole star off of this movie for me. There's this very fucking strange scene. Where Sean Penn, where you, they first of all they get blown away, yeah, they get, they get blown shot multiple times away, each. and yeah. you're like, well, shit. And I, I knew that there was like 15 minutes left in the movie too. I was like, how? Wow, that's a fascinating turn. They're clearly both dead. Sean Penn like gets up out of the car, and then they shoot this in a weird, in weird tight close-ups, uh, where he like goes to the hose. Yeah. And oh, I like, love this. He like rinses. They shoot a sexy rinses. shower scene of him rinsing his bullet. I wouldn't wound. say yes. it's sexy. No, but they. But it's shot in No, what I'm saying is it's they like, shoot it like it is. Yeah. A nude woman taking a shower, basically right. the same kind of like close up, slow Slow-mo. motion, the steaminess of it. It's like it's a weird way to film this. Lit. this I, I thought this it part. it looked like baptismal. Hmm, okay. It okay. reminded me more of like a scene in Rambo where he's putting all of his gear on and all in the in the close-ups. I think it like has that vibe, but I mean, I think what what you're what you're seeing is not something like oh now it's on. What you're seeing is like 
total like I'm washing the grief outs out of myself. I am I am readying myself to do a thing before I die. Yeah. You know, I am I am I am shedding all of the stuff about me that I that I have to put away because there's nothing left. There's nothing left, and I am going to go kill this man. I think that's de- I think that's definitely true. But this has been a fairly realistic movie the whole way, and now well, that's why I like this because it turns. G- it's now we're getting a little ethereal. We're getting g- a little mysterious. Oh, for sure. But I, it, it it stuck out for yeah. me, and because he because he is pouring blood out of these wounds, and you're just sort of like he's dead. Why is he not dead? And he he does, he he washes them off with water, which is going to make him bleed even more profusely. And then he like ties bandanas around, and he's like, "Good, I'm good to go." And it's just like, that's I mean, some when cartoon he fight, logic. when he does get for, like further down the line to Christopher Walken's place, he's, he's not, falling like, apart. No, he's no, falling no, apart. He sells like, it very, he sells it really well. He, but, he's but, like but actively dying in front of us. But yeah. that scene, I, I was just like. It's, it's fucking very weird. intense. There's man. nothing like that in the rest of the movie. It, it really stuck out. It is weird. It's like a sh- it's a shift. It's a it's a shift, and then it goes back to being the movie that it was, and you get this final cr- confrontation in the kitchen. I love. Whoa, whoa! I love this. I love <laughs> that it's just set in the fucking kitchen. Yeah. The whole time, it's like so. I don't know. It's a great fucking scene. And so famously, Christopher Walken, he talked about this a couple interviews, but he he was he really doesn't like guns, mm-hmm. and and he was like. Legit afraid of the of the gun in the scene, like his fear at having this thing like pointed flush to his face is is genuine. Yeah, and it, but it's perfect for this character too because it's the first time he's expressed. You've seen him express yeah. anything genuine. He's on the other and side. It's about his own life. Yeah, and, and I feel yeah, I feel like it's the first he, time he in a long time he's experienced anything he's resembling felt that kind of fear. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that's precious to him is his own life. He's you, he's he can tell that he's just a hundred percent remorseless about trying to kill his own son and successfully killing his son's girlfriend who he raped previously. Jesus. He's just an absolute fucking monster. Just a monster, yeah, uh, a complete monster. And sh- and then and Sean Penn is they they get this kind of I, I like this kind of stuff when they when they do this in movies where he's got the gun, just pointed right at his head, and kind of at the end just goes like you know I mean this is cliche stuff, but I still like it where it's like a, no I'm not going to kill you I'm not like you that sort of thing. And you're right. kind of like, bravo. I mean. <laughs> I, I probably would have killed. I don't know. I, I hope I'm never in this situation where I have to, where my dad murders, tries to murder me and my girlfriend, and kills your brother, and kills all of my friends. And then there's he uh, asks you don't really get along with your brother that well, so <laughs> that wouldn't bother me. As much. <laughs> no, he asks, I love him. He asks about his brother, and Christopher Walken's like, "We don't say his name. Like we don't talk about him. We're not talking about him." Yeah. So, but he knows. He knows everyone's dead except for him. And, and he and, and the, this this scene concludes with him training the gun on Walken, and now he's. He looks like he's pretty much dying, as well he should. He's lost all of his blood and then some. He's lost other people's blood in addition to his own blood. And he's, like, sliding down, and he's, like, passing out, and Walken's like, I'm going to make a break for it. And he's like, nope. And he gets the gun back on him. And then the movie concludes with um, him flying in. Wow, what a good movie, Yeah, it's a very good movie. This movie is fucking great. He flies in uh, for for the trial of Christopher Walken. Walken has this glance at the, the the remains of his family that he hasn't completely decimated and uh, and then stuff. it's Sean Penn on the stand and and they go like do you know the man uh, whatever Christopher Walken's character's name is in this movie he's like yes uh, can you he's that my yes. father over there <laughs> they go like yes he's my father and they go excuse me can you say that again he goes He's my father. He like cries he's real breaking hard. Down on like the stand. real, you know. Yeah. He's Sean Penn's swinging for the fences. Oh yeah, it's great. Full on. This is he, this got him a lot of comparisons to Brando, and I and I see it not just because he's oh, buff yeah. and disgusting in it, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he, he breaks he breaks down, and then he goes, "He's my dad," and it freeze frames on him. Free and the then, freeze frame. And then cut to the the first credit that you see yeah. is it's the, the, song. the song credit yeah. r- written by Madonna and Madonna's buddy. 
it's weird that they don't name the guy. <laughs> they just don't his buddy. buddy. He's so anonymous. Um, but then, th- then we finally get the the full song with Madonna's lyrics. Oh, it's it. such a good yeah. song! It's, it's quite a damn, picture. you guys! What a good movie! I think I like it even more after talking about it with you guys. Yep, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I was I was really surprised. I mean, I remember liking it when I saw it the last time, but like, well, it's like the title paired with the with the cover art. I think I've just seen and kind of passed it off. Yeah, and like I've never really heard a lot of people talk about crime it. Film or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, wow, nice. it's terrific. If you guys have anyone out there hasn't seen this movie, get on it. Talk about an talk about an underappreciated filmmaker, James Foley, knocking him out of the park in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is an all time. I haven't seen it. I'm oh. A, oh, it's good. Should I grab that too? Should I? I'm a big fan of a oh, movie a he list. made in the mid nineties called The Corrupter with Chion Fat and Mark Wahlberg. Foley did that. Mark. Foley did that one. We'll probably have to cover his Straw Dogs remake on here. Not at some him. Point. That's Rod Lurie. Oh, oh, I do confuse Foley with Lurie. Rod no Lurie is the why. last castle Rod Lurie guy. is the, yes. Is the Straw right. Dogs remake good? No, no, fuck no, no, no. no. <laughs> but I, I was like, I didn't think it, it was. It, it is one of the weirdest movies to remake. I, I always thought, like they're remaking. I mean, I know it's it's always what weird we, when they what remake. What if we remake this with worse actors and then like defanged it? Yeah, we need a. Let's just take away can the we, whole. Can we thing. make it more palatable? Let's take away everything that's the whole point of this movie. I'm gonna do a Godzilla movie without all that Godzilla. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, this is this is uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> Just the way he reads this line really says everything about his character too. Where he's where the where John Penn's got the gun on him at the end, and he's he's just saying whatever he can to weasel out of it. And he's like, "I love you." Uh, is that what you want to hear? Oh, I, God, I, I, I love you. Like he yeah. just can't even. It just can't. It's because that's say not it. that's it not in his fucking him. wheelhouse. It's, it's just like completely for. the moon to him. This these these sorts of feelings. Uh, there's a scene in it where. Um, He's eating cornflakes, <laughs> and then, then the, the cornflakes box is just in the shot for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. A, you you better believe there's a payoff at the end of the scene where he goes, you want some cornflakes? And you're like, yeah. There's a guy with a suitcase full of money, like right off screen <laughs> yeah, from the exactly. Kellogg's company. There you go, sir. Uh, <laughs> I love cornflakes. They're delicious. This is Gl- Glover's- where's our, yeah, where's our fucking money? Where's God damn it. Money? This is Danny, uh, D- Danny Glover. Don- <laughs> Donald Glover What's now? Crispin Glover. There we go. Thank you. This is Crispin Glover's other John line that Glover. I thought was really funny. This is where they're taking him out to kill him. This is one hell of a Jesus H. Christ kind of place to go find a tractor. It's one hell of a Jesus H. Christ kind of place <laughs> to find a tractor. Okay. Oh, my favorite my favorite uh, Christopher Walken line of all. I posted it online. This is where he's... Uh, this is after the, the falling out where, where he's murdered someone in front of his son and he like, doesn't want anything to do with him. So he goes up to Sean and Chris. He's, I was wondering if you boys... Could help me out with some of that wacky tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> he says it just like that. Uh, uh, ratings. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Yeah, well. I don't have the exact quote, but there's one of the guys in his like crime family. There's a part where he's talking about how he wants to go back to school. <laughs> And they're like, why do you want to go back to school? He's like, I want to study art so I can know which ones to steal. To steal yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was a, an adorable reason to go back to school I like, yeah, for I, art history or I whatever. I really like that scene where he like, introduces all of his cronies, but I feel like they all needed like a thing, like an yeah, extra they, thing. Like, they needed that's more. him, he's epileptic. Like, David Stray there needed to have like a lazy eye. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, one guy's taking his dentures out. He has type 2 diabetes. <laughs> you can't there treat that with insulin. With insulin. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I did. I also did want to point out. Don't give him any cupcakes. 
I also did want to point out that inexplicably the epilepsy thing is paid off because we just get yes. a standalone scene where David Strathairn is in bed and has a seizure. It has nothing to do with oh, anything. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, good stuff. I kind of didn't we like. We told too. you, <laughs> like, like somebody was like, we, we have, we mentioned that he has epilepsy twice and he doesn't have a seizure. Get it in there. <laughs> get a seizure in there. Get it in there. I don't oh, care for that. And one more line that, <laughs> it, that is pretty extraordinary. I can't. I'm not going to say get it, it right. Get it, it tight. To its full extent. But this is when he's trying to turn out this lady at the bar, and he goes, "Except for the assholes and the f slurs, I'm the richest." son of a bitch in this county except for the assholes and yeah. f-bombs interesting the assholes wow. have money huh? can't, can't like can't we just all say that yeah. at any given time because then you just you know i'm put, sure there's sweep some, everybody who's richer i'm sure than there you are some the, assholes that are richer than me too so except that, for the I ones richer honestly, than me i'm the richest one yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say that line differently i'm gonna leave the other part out but i'm gonna say except for all the assholes i'm the richest person in this town hmm Everybody okay. richer than me is an asshole. Interesting. Fair enough. Right? Okay. It's true. Prove me wrong. I found you. <laughs> Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. <laughs> oh, my God. Get it right. <laughs> There's so much more to go, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Get it right. God help me. Get it tight. Get it tight. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ratings. Ratings. <laughs> I'm going to give it four Juds. Mm. Yeah. It's a good movie. Uh... I I really like all of the texture. It does a very good job of, ca- despite not being shot in Pennsylvania, apparently it was shot in Kentucky. Sure. Uh, Rude. What's the difference? It looks exactly like rural Pennsylvania to me. Uh, the great performances, like, really just sneaks up on you, even though the drama is sort of at its peak all the time. Like, it doesn't build and build and build. It, it's it, it just movie. sort of simmers the whole it's time. It's atmospheric, the drama. Yeah, uh... I just loved it this time. It's I've seen it a couple of times and really enjoyed it, but it really knocked me out. I thought it was really good. So yeah, four Juds. I'm gonna give it two Douglases uh, for the assault stuff. Very yucky. Didn't yeah. care for that. That that uh, character does um, does and not for make the, out and that for well the scene, in this movie. And for the scene where Christopher Walken asks him what the horniest thing is. Oh <laughs> oh, um, there's also a Crisp, Crispin Glover. Uh, another clue to his uh, identity. This is early, and then he's, you're always trying to go out with these real pretty women. Yeah. All they got is cunt. Ugh. All they got is cunt, he says. <sighs> Ugh. Yeah. Yee, Nasty. No Yuck. That's, that's your friend? But okay. something to think about. It's, it's food for thought. <laughs> these kids, also, you think in this town, these kids are all friends because they are all the same age. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, that's, the, I guess I'll it's be your friend because you've been your their friend since you were four or whatever. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's my best friend. And I'm gonna give it one delicious steak at the uh, at the Wedgwood Broiler. <laughs> wow! Send us money, oh, Wedgwood, Wedgwood Broiler, if you have any. Uh, I'm gonna give it four too. I was thinking, I was thinking when when in the first half of this movie, I was like, is this gonna be a fucking five Judd classic? And then it's just some stuff happened at the end, like the the thing that I was. I don't think it's quite about. that good. Exactly. Yeah, it pushed it. It pushed it down a little bit, but it's great, and I highly recommend going out and watching this movie right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it two Douglases as well for the, the reasons mentioned. And I'm going to give it two Christopher Walken movies that I, Walken performances that I like more than this one. Ooh. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. Uh, and only two. And only two. I found you. I stick by it. Mr. Booty. Miss New Booty. I'm going to give this four and a half, Ooh. Judds. Good job. Nice. I really, really loved this. And I loved it even more after talking about it. Uh, just like the pacing was perfect. The. It was just compelling. Everyone's performance was really good. It was fucking gutting and heart-wrenching. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to give it two Douglases for all of the above that we talked about. Um, and I'm going to give it uh, one art history degree so that I could steal the best paintings. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, now we're going to find out, <laughs> we're going to try to find it in our hearts to talk about whatever the fuck is happening in a little movie called McBain. It is the right of the people to promote the general welfare. This is our annual fundraising drive, and we would like you to contribute $10 million. To provide for the common defense. It is the right of the people to rise up to bear arms, to wage war. What does it take to set a country free? Christopher Walken, Maria Conchita Alonso, McBain, rated R. McBain. Let's get silly. This oh, is from McBain. James Glickenhaus. Have a seven puff. James, James Glickenhaus, who, of whom I am a fan. He did The Astrologer that I heard was fucking crazy. <laughs> it's not that crazy. Is that movie. Not? I mean... Do people just like saying it is? Most people seem to think that that movie is nuts. I think it is merely fun. Okay. I haven't seen any of his shit. He made I a movie think. called Shakedown that is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, yeah. so good. The, run, don't walk to watch, to see the, sh- the, the Shakedown. The are you being Wall. facetious? Or are you no? The sh- Shakedown. S- Sam, Sam Elliott, shakedown. Peter Weller. It's kind of a. It's like a, a fun bad movie. But there's like a it's plane, just, airplane stunt at the end. That's the, insane. the thing that happens at the airplane is truly jaw dropping. Tremendous film. Uh, the action in in his movies is very good. I think we could probably do Shakedown on the podcast. I think sometime we could handle that. It, yeah. It's basically a thriller. We yeah, could do, we could do Shakedown. Oops. What else could we Sam do? Sam Elliott like, movies or no, like 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 not like shitty lesser known buddy cop movies from oh, the eighties. Hell like yeah, Renegades with Kiefer and Lou Diamond <laughs> Phillips. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Well, we'll, we'll keep we'll, we'll ruminate. The possibilities on that, on that show, shit. you guys, truly. Oh, oh man. Uh oh, what's that one? Oh, there's that movie Flashback with with also with Kiefer, I believe, and and Dennis Hopper, where they're like oh, I love Dennis Hopper's an ex hippie. Is that a thriller? It's like more of a co- road movie comedy, That's but what I thought. something in there, it's, something in there, something, something there. in there. Something anyway, there. but we gotta, but we gotta talk about McBain first, and uh, nobody, it. nobody knows um, if McBain, the, the character from The Simpsons, came from this or no. If this came McBain from that, was first, had, but they stopped calling him McBain after this movie came out. Well, his full name is Bobby McBain. Yes, it's it's Robert and I McBain. Love when the guy keeps calling him Bobby because I was like. Wait, his name's Bobby McBain? It's a good name. <laughs> it's just a good name. I like saying it. Bobby McBain. Mommy McBain. <laughs> Mo- Mommy McBain. Yeah. And it's uh, like all great movies, it starts with a Vietnam War flashback. Yeah. Uh, and I do love a war drama about personal growth, so I was in right right away. <laughs> uh, and then it lost me later. Yeah. Uh, drama would be a strong word for this. Uh, it's know, it's, 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 it's 1991. This is more of an action Rambo. film than anything It's more of an else. action yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're breaking our, our, genre, our genre a little I, bit. I, I had it in my head that this was more of like a cop thing. Oh, like shit. A, like, you know, he's like, you know, plays by his own rules kind of guy. Yeah, uh, but no. This is like this is about like this a, a like, guy staging a private coup in Latin America. Yeah, this is definitely a let's get the gang back together and do one last job. But they're all Vietnam War vets. Let's let's do Vietnam for the right reasons and win this time. Yeah, but it is, and which is the exact same plot as it's like left wing Rambo. It totally it's well okay, Rambo. but in Rambo, he's going back to rescue POWs. Yeah. This is an entirely separate thing. This is like they're going into a totally different country to stage a coup because one of their buddies is a, is like a fucking CIA spook. Who yeah, because one of the one of their buddies saved Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken in Vietnam War, and so now he gets killed trying to be a revolutionary or whatever, and then his sister 
was like, oh, my brother said to find you if something happened. Maria Kachita Alonso. Kachita Alonso, who yeah. I love. Who is yeah, her. who is really swinging hard in this movie? She's she's it's acting her ass off. This is off a fucking this. good movie, man. Yeah. This, I, this I like this movie this quite is a bit. It's an exciting piece of shit. It's very silly. It's an extremely silly, um, yeah. basic basically action movie. There is a period in this in the middle of the movie where it is probably closer to our genre. Yes, the best part of the cheating. movie, in my opinion. Oh well, there's some truly incredible stuff. I think w- the most interesting thing about this movie is you'll be able to tell seconds in that this is a silly. It's basically like a canon movie. But oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it looks. It feels like a canon movie, but it's crazily ambitious. It's. I think it's really well directed for that kind of thing. There's okay, so a bunch of images that you see where you're like, "This is that." You have to work hard to do that. That's and a they, hard thing to do. They spent some money. It looks it good. Looks, it kind yeah. of looks expensive. It's it's really strange. Yeah. Like, where did they get the money to? I mean, this? it's 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 at least on par with something like Commando. It's it's yeah. yeah. Like as far as it being just like a monstrously silly, exciting action film, you know, like. It, it's got better action than Commando. Well, it I, does. It I'm does. Pretty big fan of Commando. I love Commando. I'm not trying to talk shit on Commando. I'm just saying that, like, okay, the final action scene in Commando is like Arnold Schwarzenegger standing in an open field and just like shooting guys. It's that. It's that kind of action. But for it, sure. but this has like more, like better action, like more choreography, like a little bit more dynamic. It has more ambition, better shot selection, more, more explosions. C- Commando know. is a movie that's like we're just going to do a dumb, we're just going to yeah. do the dumb action movie, and this movie is like has something on its mind. And then there's also like shots, like he's moving his camera a lot, yeah. like he's really looks good. He thinks he's making a, a real movie. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. And then some of the some of the th- um, ideas suggested in there too are like. Was somebody like who thinks who's uh, thoughtful involved in this? Right. Like the, particularly the part, like the part with um, with Louis Guzman, Louis Guzman, which is, is my favorite part of the movie. One of the most incredible things I've ever I, I seen. I couldn't believe it. I, I absolutely couldn't believe it. Should we, t- should we just talk about it now? No, I mean, we'll get to okay, that. Part. Well, okay, okay. Because it's in the middle of the movie, in the middle of the plot. We'll get to it. <sighs> it's fucking incredible. Yeah, this, and it's also like weirdly left wing. Well, that that's the perfect example, and I have a, a lot of that uh, written right. down. So, um, but before we get to that, we're in the Vietnam, and you just get a lot of classic Vietnam War action. This is the, this is where like the yeah. movie starts, and you're like, mo- most people haven't even heard of this movie, and it's and it and it looks like a canon movie, but then like the bombs start going off, and you're like, Jesus, yeah, this is like a real thing. <laughs> he gets captured. He he's he's captured when we meet him. Yeah. He's like he's in a Thunderdome. Yes, it's literally the Thunderdome, where like where it's a cage, and then there's people lining up around the cage to watch him like fight somebody, and uh, and he's fighting a guy, and and the, and then we also at the same time see the rescue operation coming from these these guys all are the guys who become his buddies later on. Yeah, um, the guy who he kind of becomes the plot um, of the Santos. movie. Santos San- is Santos. Yeah, his buddy Santos like breaks him breaks him out of the, the his little prison cell thing. And then they they do this symbolic thing where he's got a hundred dollar bill and he yeah, tears yeah. it in half and gives him half of the hundred dollar bill. And I feel like you should do that after they get out of Vietnam, but no, it's right there. Yeah, the moment that he gets out, of the <laughs> let's do the money thing. We might need a hundred dollars to get out of here. So <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's so much money at the time too. A hundred dollars in Vietnam in nineteen seventy or whatever. My twin brother, he didn't make it. Uh, he became suicidal. It's literally. Um, that's literally you live for a year off of that money there. Have you ever heard of a movie called The Deer Hunter? <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. In the nom. And I once went to a wedding. It lasted half the movie. Ah, so good. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Me too. Um, 
Yes, and so now we flash forward, and uh, and this guy Santos, who has you know, you know saved Christopher Walken's life in in a manner of speaking, um, but we're we're in the future now, presumably the year that this movie takes place in 1990, 1991, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and um, he, uh, Santos and his sister. Maria Conchita Alonso and some other people try to do a coup against El Presidente. Yep, and uh, it almost works. It's close. It's pretty. It's, it's closer pretty close. than I've ever gotten. Yeah, they do a clown car thing <laughs> in the trunk. Like, how close oh, did yeah. you get when you did your coup? Um, I didn't get to the clown car. We didn't. We didn't, didn't even make get it in the, the trunk. Car. No. Uh, yeah. What about you? <sighs> not, not, not so much outside of the planning stages. Yeah. Really, I think it was a, a question of funding. More than anything else. Uh, we couldn't find a, a, an available car with trunk space. You need to have a, a lot of trunk space. You really Especially do. if you're going to do something like this, yeah. where they have five people, I believe, in the one trunk. And it's like, it's it seemed so easy. They were just like, oh, we have these, basically these sex workers here for the pre- El Presidente. And they're like, okay, go ahead. They like peek in the back. They're like, okay, two like hot chicks, go ahead. And it's like, I'm pretty sure you should just always check the trunk of like any <laughs> like unfamiliar vehicle coming into a yeah. uh, a place where people do want to assassinate it's, this he's guy. The president. Yeah. He's El Presidente. Yes. He's to be translating for El Presidente. <laughs> he's not. Uh, but he's they not, don't check the They're trunk. not good. They're not good at their jobs. So these guys get in and they and they snap up El Presidente and and they like they're holding him hostage. They do a little uh, news. They get they get on the news and say talk about their demands. It's all fa- fairly generic. It's just like the people. Want to take the power back? Yeah. El Presidente is a drug cartel guy who became the president. He's basically Escobar. Escobar, except he became actually the president. This takes place in Col- this is Colombia. It's Colombia. Well, Colombia. there's also an Escobar in this, and there is an Escobar in it too. But Simon not- Bolivar, not Bolivar. <laughs> uh, Simon, his son, the they hero say his of name. South America. Yeah. Um, yes, but the El Presidente is a total scumbag. This, this is not an ambiguous movie. Oh. Were the presidents torturing that one guy later? Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> But at this point, um, all the this this is one of those cases where where like in the world of the movie, literally all the people in the country are against the president. Yeah. He has no supporters. It has like the three amigos like ending where the people rise <laughs> yes. up, and it's like all of them, and every single person in Colombia is like a peasant with an AK forty seven. All all yeah, but there it's the presidente versus all the of whole them. country. Yeah. And, he uh, says the tide is turning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sure does. But in the, in this case, it's an it's an abortive attempt, and uh, he's um, oh he had he he corners a bunch of like children in like in tanks. He's got these four tanks, and he's gonna like smash the children. And so and he's like, if you don't if you don't stop this coup, uh, Santos, then I'm gonna kill all these kids. And Santos is a good man, so he gives El Presidente the gun. El Presidente blows his brains out live on national television. It's also, again, very funny <laughs> because they show it on TV, not live. Right. This is this is not a thing that happens. This is not no, a, they don't not show an accurate stuff. reflection of the real world. Where and Christopher, Walken's Christopher Walken's watching in it in a bar, and he goes, "We're going to show you some disturbing footage." Yeah. From and indeed they do. Excuse <laughs> me. They, they literally show, they literally show someone getting shot in the Christopher head. Christopher Walken's watching it on like ABC or something like. Excuse that. Excuse me, Bucky. The, the evening news. Can you turn up the television, please. Oh, watch my friend get his brains blown. I out. know that guy. Save me, brains. Vietnam. I got Good this hundred dollar bill. Uh, and, and this Can you a, uh, break a hundred? Do you remember this where he like, uh, I don't know if this is the moment, but he basically like, as a visual representation that he's remembering the pact that they had, he reaches into his wallet to grab his half of the hundred. But for some reason, I have no idea why, 
It's very hard for him to find it's 100. Just buried 100. in there. It's, just, it's like a 30 <laughs> seconds of him rifling through a close-up shot of him just like looking through his wallet and like, why oh, can't he just? Why can't that's, he just pull it out? Travis checks. He's so buried weird. his past so much; it's symbolic. I, I would. I honestly think that that's probably the reason probably. why. I mean, it, 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 so, my social security card. Got some travelers checks. Yeah. Dinos Club. <laughs> <laughs> Discover card gives Discover you cash card back. Gives you cash back. But nobody takes it. Nobody takes it. <laughs> nobody takes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, but he, he finally finds the hundred dollar bill. Nobody He's takes like, it. I gotta do something. And then Maria Conchita Alonso comes up. She um me, uh, meets him. At the, he's working on like a bridge or something. He's like a construction guy. He's working on a bridge. Amazing on location shots of New York. Like real epic. Like yeah. again, like the movie looks like it costs money. It's, it's wild, considering how silly it is. Um, and and it's and it's just sort of like you gotta like this isn't a particularly complicated movie. It's basically like you you need to get the band back together, get mm-hmm. all your you know buddies go down and do a coup, a coup on this president on this president to Which avenge they the death do. of your friend. And that's what happens in the movie. But there's a, a a good period of time in this movie, and this is the only time that it really fits our genre, uh, where they're in New York City and they got to come up with some money. They need money to do well, a coup. Okay, so first what happens is. They're like, we got the band back together. We need to go see. We need to go see our old buddy, our other buddy, who yeah. can set us up, who has the connections to help us do the coup. Oh, and you. Oh, and it's Michael Ironside. You better fucking believe it's Michael Ironside. <laughs> and Michael Ironside, he doesn't really want anything to do with it. He comes around very. He comes fast. around very quickly, but because Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Walken is like, you don't want to do a coup with us, but you're sitting here on a beach. Like an old man. Yeah, you have you have this entire. He's like you have this whole mansion. You, have you got three girls, Ferraris. You got lots of cars. You got a pool, but you're sitting here staring off like a fucking old guy. Sitting, staring which he was like into the man. ocean. But to be fair, you should be able to do that. You know, men, old men are always sitting. You like gotta. You're just you're old. All you can do is sit. Uh, he's reading. He's reading the stocks in the newspaper, and Christopher Walken's like, "Nice, uh, nice seeing you." And they walk away, and Michael Ironside is like, "I can't read my stocks anymore." It's <laughs> <laughs> ruined. Frustratedly, puts down his, his newspaper. But he quote. They quote him. Ten, he gives him a quote of ten million dollars to do the coup, and he's like, "Those are friend prices." Yeah. <laughs> so they got to come up with ten million bucks. And then just the next time, but then the next time, of course, we see Michael Ironside. He's like, "You gotta let me in." I want. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he comes around. Michael so Ironside, fast. by the way, like MVP. I, I my, my, Michael Ironside MVP period. He's so funny. I in love this. Michael Ironside. Like the scene where they're in the airplane, like dodging the 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 bad guy like fighters, and he's got like the little radar thing that he's holding he's up. He's the tech the, guy. <laughs> so funny. He's the tech guy. He's you got guys, this little beeper that he just like hangs up in the airplane. I don't know and apparently what it does. that does something. I don't know what it does. I like swear. I swear to God, I just I blacked out for most of this movie. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it was so boring to me. Oh, uh, I did like when the guy was suspended. Uh, the mob guy was suspended. That's the most incredible. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. I think, oh, we, yeah. I think we can get there almost there's like a right f- now. There's like a few scenes that I was like, oh, that shit's cool. But then as soon as it went back to just like the gunshots and the explosions, right. I was just like. Zhoom. Eyes glazed over. I was just like. Wait, how does it abs- go? Cool. <laughs> That's what happens to me. I'm a robot. <laughs> Uh, okay, so they need to get $10 million, and how do you get $10 million? Well, you start doing some rip and runs on drug dealers. Yeah, you blackmail mob guys. 
So they go they go in like the next thing you know they got a bunch of machine guns and they're, they're and silenced pistols and they're sneaking into a crack house to murder the, the drug dealers. <laughs> they just mow, oh, they I just mow them all down. <laughs> they just kill like twenty guys. They kill so One many guy, guys. They blow it's away super and violent. he flies oh, out he the window. Flies the fuck out. The and there's an incredible squib too. They, they they just put like they put like eight squibs together because he gets shot with a shotgun. Oh yeah, just blows his belly out and he goes yeah. flying out the window. So good, with such force. And there's incredible. One, there's one guy. There's one guy left in the drug den. And it's Louis Guzman. Louis Love it. Guzman. And he's like, "What do you want? What are you doing here? You want this money? Take the money." Oh, you got it written down. I don't have the whole thing written he down. He goes on this like, left. Do you, do you see any kindergartners incredible. around here? Because he, because they're they're like, we go kill all the poisoners and the dr- drug dealers. He's and like, we all know what that looks he's like. He's like, "You're selling selling drugs. I'm selling drugs to eight year olds. You see any fucking eight year olds yeah. around yeah. here? Yeah, you see any eight year olds here? All I deal to is assholes from New Jersey." And he basically just goes, "What you think that we're what, what we're the poisoners and we do this and that? Like you think that these guys are gonna what? They can get a job somewhere? This is the only thing that they can do." He goes, he does the whole. And by the end of the speech, you're down. like, "Yeah." And he's hundred percent right. <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, wait a minute, get the fuck out of there, he's you guys." hundred percent correct, and he is convincing because he cuts back to all the guys and they look. Yeah, they're like, they look ashamed. Oh, sorry, we killed <laughs> all your friends. They. But the uh, but sad of what they did. The hat on the hat in this in this <laughs> speech great. though is when Louis Guzman is like, "You want to kill the real bad guys? Go talk to that John Gumbadi or whatever his yeah. name is." Yeah, you shouldn't go after the like the the the, the, the poor people who are forced into this yeah. into this life. You should go after the people who are at the top, of course, you idiots. And so, of course, that means going after kind of like a business mafia type guy. He's totally John Gotti. They call him John Gumbadi. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Gatto. Uh, and and you get this incredible, sh- incredible shot, where you see, the camera is aiming all the way, is pointed all the way down at the ground. There, you're 80 stories up, and then it pans up, and the guy is they clearly He's hung like this suspended guy up. from a He's construction up crane above it, and they and they're all like kind of below him on the building. But they they must have hung that guy. And there. they pretend to be. I don't know how else they could have done it. Israeli Mossad. <laughs> this movie's so weird. <laughs> they pretend to be Zionist mercenaries or whatever. Well, Christopher Walken's doing a voice. Yeah, but it's not—it's not the voice that you would think that someone. No. Would, he's doing like a, a British or German. Voice. He's doing something, and he, but they basically they say that like, "Hello, Governor." <laughs> yeah, what is this voice it's he's doing? Just bizarre. And we're, he's barely doing. He's we're not doing it well. Extort he's, you for your money. He's doing it so barely that I was like, "Is he doing?" It? I was like, "Wait, what happened?" Yeah. You could barely tell. You, you have to. You have to watch it for the whole way through. To, and by the end of it, you're like, "Wait, was he doing a voice it's there?" It's very, very weird. It's really odd. But he's implying that he's from Mossad. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then this guy's like, "Whoa, that's the last people and he, I would and mess he with." Effectively blackmails a mob boss. Yeah. You saw what we did with that Munich pit hell. <laughs> what I think is really funny is how like they do this elaborate scheme. They string the mob guy, the mob boss, up in the air, and he's like, "Don't you know who I am?" And they're like, "Yes, we know who you are." Where we you know, blah 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 blah. They do the whole shakedown thing, and then like cut to, I guess they got the money because like we never see them like do a handoff for the mob. Like you feel like the mob would maybe pull something. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, a little some dirty tricks. Nope, we the mob. We're just gonna go ahead and give you the money. Yeah, because he's like, we he threatens his whole family and stuff. He's like, also your brother-in-law is screwing you. Yeah. How'd you know that about his brother-in-law? Everybody's getting screwed by the brother-in-law. What do you What do you want? <laughs> LOL. Also, I wanted to point out that easy dub for Christopher Walken and his Vietnam bros. Other other members of the ga- of his gang of Vietnam vets include Steve James, yep. who's a fucking legend. I love that guy. He's in all kinds of great stuff. Usually mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, and uh, and Windows from the Thing. Yep. Is uh, <laughs> how does he uh, how does he end up getting it in the Thing? Uh, I mean something. The gruesome. Thing gets him. 
I can't I can't remember specifically what happens to him, but <laughs> he turns he's into not the, the thing. one whose head turns into a spider. No, no, um, I don't think so. But it's Windows, and uh, so now it's time for them to fly down in down to um, and then the, the actual mm- country. Yeah. It's not a fake country. And uh, and they I think they're using Michael Ironsides' private plane, I th- or something. Yeah, he's like stoked on flying it too, because it's. And then they're, they're. He's all excited, and then he like starts kind of fumbling with, it, and they're like, "When was the last time you did this?" And he's like, "Uh, eighteen years." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My favorite but part. But he still right got the, it, uh, baby. He still got it. My favorite part of the airplane part uh, scene is is when uh, they're getting chased by some actual fighter jets, <laughs> and Michael Ironside is like, "I gotta call my guys." And he calls guys with other fighter jets. <laughs> They're just on call for him. We meet a character during this yeah. during this scene, a, a new character. Who gets like, oh my God, this guy's heroic sacrifice at the end. I was like, this dude rules. Like, I he, fucking love this and, guy. And he has his own color of plane, too, so you know it's him. He, yeah. he flies a red plane. Yeah. And he was from the 101st. 101st. He's from the 101st. Yeah, I somehow remember that. That's good. <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> Um, but th- this is a pretty long scene with like the air battles. Uh, this, they shot this in the Philippines. Good special I, I, effects, though. Was, was Ferdinand Marcos still in power when they made this? Ninety one. You know the politics of the I Philippines. I don't know. Ninety one. I don't I'm think not, so. I don't think so. I think that was like late eighties. But they they somehow were able to get jet planes into um, pres- presumably Phil- the Philippines. Well, I mean, maybe. Marcos was in power in the when they shot Apocalypse Now. That's I what mean, I'm thinking. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, because he Marcos was. Was happy to have movies uh, movies shot there. Oh, it was Aquino, the one who the one who took over from Marcos, oh. like, who who beat him oh, essentially. Okay. Right. You know, in a, in a in a coup that we organized. Sure, great, good for <laughs> us. Good for us. Yeah, that's kind of what happens in this movie. Um, but there's like full on like planes. He, he, the, probably the I don't know. There's there's a lot of things vying for the best scene in the movie. But there is a part where they're in their private plane. Is that somebody somebody's flying it and Christopher Walken is sitting next to him in yeah. the plane in yeah, the cockpit yeah, yeah. plane. Uh, 30,000 feet in the air. Oh, man, this is amazing. And a, and a jet plane flies up. <laughs> this is what really happens. You have to watch this movie. You're not going to believe that this happens, but it does. Yeah, the, the jet the plane, plane flies up, up next Chris to him. Walker pulls out a pistol. Yeah, you know, the jet plane flies up next to him, and he's looking over at him, you know, like if their car is parked it's next like to each other. It's like in Top Gun when they're, like, looking yeah, at each other through the canopies. flying yeah. at subsonic speeds. And the guy's going, like, uh, land your plane, get out of our airspace, or whatever. And they're pretending their radio isn't working. And they're the, like, the guy the guys next to him is going, like, I don't know, and I don't know. But McBain, of course, is a take charge kind of guy. Bobby yeah. McBain, he, baby. He <clears throat> shoots the guy with a gun. He, she pulls out a pistol, shoots through the window of his own plane into the canopy of the other jet plane, and blows the guy's head off. <laughs> and then like, there's, this great, there's a great stunt shot of, the, of an actual yeah, plane, actual like, plane you know, going into a flat spin. Because can't blow up the plane, yeah. uh, but it goes down. And then it cuts back to the plane, and you hear it exploding somehow. You know, you something. have to wonder if maybe the people who made The Simpsons saw this and then, like, because there's the scene in, in in The Simpsons where they're watching a McBain movie and he's fighting the, the commune Nazis. That's right. And, like, they do they do, they do do shit like this Makes in that think. scene. Makes it's you wonder. Like, oh, man. There's no confirmation on any of this, unfortunately. Well, Mc, like, Mc, McBain was a character on the show before 91. Is that right? As yeah, far as I, I know. I think that's right. And then... Dur- after this movie came out, they basically stopped calling that character McBain and only referred to him Rainier as Rainier Wolfcastle. Wolf oh, weird. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but anyways, that's that's the thing that really happens in a real movie, and you, and you can watch it. If and, you and wanna. McBain! <laughs> it's a chance yes. that you might like it. I'm not gonna make it. We'll stop talking stop crazy. Stop talking crazy. <laughs> Have a cream puff, McBain. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's up late, Mick McBain. <laughs> I am your, with your host, Fade of Wolfcastle. I am your announcer, Obergruppenfuhrer Wolfcastle. Man. <laughs> hey, Scoey, I like your outfit. 
and so on. And so forth. <laughs> Why is his music leader named Scoey? <laughs> well, we had to talk about it. I mean, it had, it had to be talked about. It's right there. Um, I'll be in the Humvee. So anyways, th- th- this plane stuff goes on for a long time, and then this new character comes in and saves a bunch of people's lives. He flies a red plane, and Christopher Walken uh, has, a, has a bit of a kind of father, almost father-son mm-hmm. relationship. He calls him son. Yeah. It's one of those funny things. McVeigh doesn't do it's much a, in this it's movie. It's a from the 101st. C- Christopher Walken is very subtle. He's subdued in this movie. He's not doing much. Um. And his character is he's, is the titular character. Everybody he's is not doing not much. He's jumping, falling through ceilings and killing bad only, guys. Only at the end, because I was actually kind of complaining that this character didn't do anything, and then he finally does stuff at the end. Yeah, yeah. But he's always like, it's, he's this, this character that people are always like, it's fucking McBain. We all know he's the biggest badass in the entire world. We'd, we'd follow that guy into a volcano together because it's, it's McBain. And he never really does anything. Um, like... Even that fight scene at the beginning, where like this this would be a perfect time to introduce Christopher Walken being a badass, but he doesn't even, he doesn't even win the fight. <laughs> no, he's like getting, he's losing the fight. But anyways, um, he lands and the guy's like, I'm "Glad I could help you, Mister McBain, sir, the greatest badass ever." And he's like, "Well, son," he calls him "son," and is like, "You want to help us out, son?" And do want to join the cool? Yeah, anything for you, Dad uh, McBain. <laughs> um, everyone wants everyone wants Walken to be their daddy. Everybody <laughs> wants Chris. Walking to be the daddy. Be the daddy. Smoke that wacky tobacco together. You uh, boys know where I can get some of that uh, wacky tobacco. <laughs> so and and, and, Tell and, me, and from this point on, I like to know. I like to know. At this point on, it's pretty much wall-to-wall action. They're doing a coup. Yeah. The people are rising against this. Uh, there's a, there's another funny because this movie is left wing, but also like kind of kind of childish. Oh yeah, it's very tra- like there's a there's a scene. It's not it's not what I would call like thoughtfully progressive or left wing at all. But, it's more but just it's, like but it's kind of got a heart to it. I think it's stupid, sure. but like uh, th- it's clearly left wing. Yeah, and the, and again that drugs that scene with Louise Guzman just does make you oh go, yeah go kind of like <laughs> that's stra- who, that's straight up Marxism right who there. Are these it's people like yeah who wrote this thing? Um, ah shit, I totally forgot what I was. I don't, say. I don't know what you're gonna say. I have no idea. But anyways, it's coup time, and. Uh, and that's pretty much what the what the, the rest whole of the rest of the movie is the coup. Like, there's a huge battle in in like the the drug cartel like manufacturing village. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna point out that um that the president you see the the American the president of the United States of America is mm-hmm. in this movie, and like this the, the when the abortive coup happens at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> this is very silly. Uh, but the president is like, oh no. <laughs> like, like he's on the side of the people who were doing the coup against the the president that he almost certainly like installed in the office, right? Yeah, in a bl- in a bloody coup. Like, ah, uh, but the, in this movie, of course, the Americans are a hundred percent on the side of the people of Colombia. Right, right. And he's like, "There's something, there's something that we got to do." And then the president does actually like helps them at the end. He like ch- does something with their currency where like yeah. the drug deal, like the cartel leaders who are in charge of the country won't be able to like exchange he money. Freezes anywhere. their assets. He freezes, essentially, freezes their assets, and you're like, no. That's not how we do that's things. Not, that's not. But okay. Wait. So the movie's left wing, but also, but also dumb. Do we talk about the first ever selfie in front of the car? Oh, <laughs> oh with the with a video camera. Yeah. How they were. They all lined up in front well, of the car. Why don't you come all, and get in here with all their get guns? The shot. And someone, yeah, one guy was gonna take it, and then he. And then they well, the young man from the hundred first is like, I could take a picture. I've got a mini cam. They they straight up took a selfie. It was adorable. <laughs> Very cute. They're all friends. First ever selfie. Especially because like they just like they blew up all these planes and they barely survived. And they're like, okay, we got to do a cool now. Line up with your gun. Everybody take a selfie first. <laughs> Say cheese. Let's throw it on my Instagram. Say royale with cheese. 
<laughs> yeah, everybody crowd in. Very good. Uh, yeah, they're all friends. Uh, one of one of his one of his crew members is like saves up. This is a weird scene too, where somebody is like dying, and then he and then the, and then the guy is going like, I can't operate on him. We don't like in this in this we don't have anything to sterilize the equipment with. Yeah. The, the the person will die of an infection. And Chris Walken goes, do the surgery, and he's like, <laughs> okay, and he does it. And then, and then the person lives, and everyone's it's like, little hey. girl. It's a little girl. It's a little girl. Yeah, they do a, they do a, girl lives. They do a, ch- a quick tracheotomy on her. They do a trache. Uh, the doctor said she needs a tracheotomy. And, uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, and she sur- and she, sur- she survives and everyone's like yay but it, but then you're kind of like but what about that whole thing about her she's is she gonna get gonna an be, infection no, yeah but also I was why like, did we have that detail in yeah. the first place and now have you have, have to go to the hospital <laughs> it's like you inflated her lung yes but now what I have no idea it, it, it's not that kind of movie where <laughs> it's not no. we don't care about that girl anymore that's sweating the details she's fine the people the people oh. will take care of her once the coup but is it gives McBain a chance to be uh, heroic I guess where he's like no do the surgery do the thing I'll watch do it over here. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it, do it now. Do, do it now. And uh, and get it right. Now, get now it now tight. It's coup, it's coup time. And uh, um, the, like the, the 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 bad guys, the cartel, and his uh, paramilitary are attacking villages. It's real clearly it's just like black dozens and white. of railing kills. It's evil cartel Lots of people explosions, versus nice M16s. villagers. Yeah, that classic. Yeah. that it's classic eighties so, form oh, of action man. where you you build that's the very cheap t- to make where you build a, a village. <clears throat> some out some of fake like, hooches. Yeah, it's like hutches and stuff, and they're all getting blown. Oh up man, shit. I was just happy as a clam watching great, this. Great stuff. stuff. Looks good. I know. I saw. I see Emily was bored. And if, and but if, you're not, so bored. And if you're not into this sort of thing, it's yeah, going to be boring. That's, that's, and that's it's not, be the rest it's of the not movie. to say it was bad. It's just no. very much not my thing. Not so thing. that's why it's like obvious that there's there's certain parts of this that I paid more attention to than others. Yeah. And and this and now it's like full. So this this last like act must have been pretty boring because it's just all it's just oh, this yeah. all the way to the end. Although it gets very, very silly, um, they they have this palace. They shot in. I, I don't know what building it is in the Philippines. It's it's probably a Starbucks now, uh, but it, it it is actually a pretty cool look. It it convincingly looks like a presidential palace. Honestly, it's pretty huge and it looks like opulent and shit. And uh, they shoot a lot of the movie here. And this is this is where like the this is the main where all the main action happens. Mm-hmm. And you got. Explosions! Christopher Walken's throwing grenades. Like, like you get long, like oneers and stuff in here too. Very, yeah. Again, very ambitious. This movie. It's really well directed. And then, and then Christopher Walken goes in El Presidente's like hold up somewhere. And I don't even know. What Do we? We forgot. Okay, first we we forgot to mention the part where. Uh, uh, so they blow up like, the the like the airfield, and then they're like they blow up that village and stuff, and then like. The, you see El Presidente, he's torturing a guy. He's, the guy's like tied to a rope from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And he's beating him. He's, he's just hitting him with a baseball bat, which is <laughs> a really, blue baseball really, bat. really funny to me. And then the, the actual like Pablo Escobar type cartel leader character shows up and he's like, I am the one who's really in charge in Colombia. Yes. And uh, and the, the president is, El Presidente is like, you know, this guy, he didn't know, uh, he says he doesn't know who attacked him. He failed. So I figure he'll, figure, he'll, he'll remember once I hit him with the babe a few more times. <laughs> he does call it the babe. He does call Very it the babe. Cool. And then like the cartel guy is like, I am the one who's really in charge. And this is my assistant Hans or whoever. Who's a German guy. Who's some German dude who is like, failure is not an option. They got a German guy And then you never fucking there. see that guy again. Like <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Yeah, it's just because it's, it's. I think it's to like show that the evil is like is yes. international. <laughs> it's global vertically, evil, vertically integrated. Yes, 
this movie has like some things to say about the drug war, like again pointing at the Guzman part. Yep. But then at the same time, like again po- pointing to this how stupid it is. It's also still. But we gotta do the drug war. Yeah, we gotta do. The we drug do. War. The, they're poisoning our children. Yeah. It's not. It's not the way that they're saying. That, but it is happening. Right. Like I want to know what's going to happen to the, to the Colombian economy when no one has jobs <laughs> working for the drug, the drug dealers anymore. But the people. But, yeah. The people will take will take over and and be the people. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and then like Maria Ch- Conchita Alonso has to take over the TV station. She, yeah, she's she's really leading. She's uh, honestly the the hero of yeah. this movie, if you ask me. There's a great there's the great scene where the hundred and first kid uh, uh, sacrifices himself by driving a tanker fuel truck He's, into. He suicide bombs. He does a suicide bomb. <laughs> and Christopher Walken. They're ju- both well. They're both in the car. Like you gotta jump, son, son, son. You gotta jump. You gotta jump. Oh, I can't do oh, it. I'll lose control of the wheel. And Christopher Walken bails. Yeah. And the other, guy, the other guy's what? And the, and the the car, like you know, the guy dr- drives through the the wall. And the truck blows up. It tips over, and, and not a tear shed. Like Christopher Walken, just like it's oh, out of his mind. That, that's too bad. I told him to jump, but he didn't do it. So <laughs> it's his loss. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso on TV makes an impassioned speech. Yeah. Amazing, uh, and then they and then they successfully coup the the, the president and Christopher Walken, who's oh, never met the president man. before. Usually in movies like this, they have like a thing between the two, like the main bad guy and the main good guy. There'll be, at least be a scene earlier where right. an enmity is established <clears throat> between them. Nothing. He, they, this guy doesn't know who this guy. Did you <laughs> did you like how did you like how through most of the third act in the movie, like Christopher Walken? First of all, you said this before; he doesn't really do a lot. In the yeah, movie. Yeah. But like even in the coup when there's bad guys people are shooting all over the place, he's just kinda like jogging around really jauntily and then every now and then he'll kinda go you know, like he'll fire off a couple rounds and not really look where he's shooting and then like, ah, there we go. He's just overseeing like at the, it. At the end when he's in the president's mansion, he's just kinda like jogging up the stairs. Yeah. I hope I run into uh, El Presidente in here. <laughs> Very casual action star. <laughs> he should say McBain whenever he shoots somebody too. McBain McBain. Uh this, Call me Bob. This final confrontation with the president is very strange, and I don't know why it happens this way. But he goes up to this door that is being guarded by a guard, and you're like, that's the door to get inside the presidente's office, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's in the guard. He's like, son. He's like to the guard. He's like, son, you don't want to do this. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, you're right. Whatever. <laughs> and then Christopher Walken like goes up to this grate that's right next to the door and looks into the like opens up this grate. And you're like, okay, he's going to crawl through the grate to get into the El Presidente's office. Next shot, El Presidente's office. Christopher Walken comes in through the ceiling. He just smashes his way through the ceiling. So somehow this grate leads to a thing that goes down into the thing. I don't know. It's very weird. <laughs> but this is the first time Christopher Walken's really- he busts really through the ceiling. He busts through the ceiling. Like a full-on like cartoon, like a Chuck Norris movie or something Amazing. like that. And he, and he kills the president, I think. I don't know. I, after him falling through the ceiling, I really couldn't. Well, the president's about happened. to kill himself. Is that right? Because the tide is turning. Because he's got. Because he's like you see him turning. loading like this three fifty seven magnum and like looking sullen, <laughs> and then McBain busts in and shoots him. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> you didn't do it fast enough. Uh, so McBain's a hero. Uh, I think Maria Conchita Alonso is going to be the president of the country now, and uh, and I think that's the end of the movie. Pretty much. I don't think it lingers on much afterwards. No. They successfully coup. There's a successful coup in Colombia. It's a big deal. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't remember. You're I think welcome. The, I think it was televised, too. The re- revolution was televised. You want to do a coup, you know who to call. McBain. 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 And, uh, and everybody's on the side of the coup, as is always the case. Certainly America is definitely going to be on the side of the people. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good coup. <laughs> it's a bloodless coup. This military guy. Well, it's not really. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's McBain. It's it's quite a picture. I a, know. A very strange. The the president is is he's going to make red, white, and blue money. <laughs> that is somehow going to fuck with the drug trade. Because he's on the side of the people. Right. <laughs> Weird. Uh, anyone else think El Presidente is a piece of shit? Is that a thing he That's says? That's a line that somebody says. Yeah, at the at the outside like cabana. At the yeah. outside cabana. At the outside cabana. <laughs> now, now walking, walking is up. really is really subdued in he's this. Like, he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> walking is really subdued in this, but he's still walking. And there's a part in it where I'm just walking sort of like, talking. that guy can get mileage out Look, of anything. And there's a part where he um he's he's hanging out in his house with all his buddies. The, all the buddies are together in a house. And they're drinking beers and being pals and stuff. Let's have some coffee. I, I brought donuts. Let's sit on the deck. <laughs> Let's sit on the deck. This, this, <laughs> the line in the, this is a line that you wouldn't, you would, you wouldn't, you would just completely skip past if you were reading a script. It's now let's go sit out on the deck. That's the line. I like. And that. he's like, now let's go sit out on the deck. And then and they all like, get yeah. up and they all file outside to sit on the deck. Because the one dude's really hung over. Windows from the thing is all is all hung over. He's got no pants on. Remember that? He's like, he's yeah, they had a wild he's night like, before. He's like trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's a scene where I was like, yeah, I want to sit on the deck with my friends right now. Oh, it was a very relatable it's a, it's scene. It's a really nice looking. Emily. It's a, the deck's on the water. Do you want to come sit on the deck? On the deck. With us. <laughs> the deck's on the, sh- is like right on the water. It's right too. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, I guess you got to go do a coup, but it sounds ni- it seems nice to did just you like the part? Did you like the part where he goes crabbing with Maria Conchita Alonso's like, you in see that? The, in front of the Let what I tell you. Statue I got, of Liberty. I got three crabs. <laughs> they're right in front of the Statue of Liberty. And there's all kinds of shots with Maria Conchita Alonso with yeah, the Statue right of Liberty framed it. right next to her. You it's put a little really old, old bay on these. Steam them. The delicious melts in your mouth. Some drawn butter. Get a little, get a little melted butter on these. Delicious. Put it on a Kaiser roll. <laughs> uh, so this is a, this is just a crazy ass line. It gives you, <laughs> give you an idea. Emily's so mad. <laughs> you're, you're so, you're, we're almost done. We're close. We I know. I know. One more movie. Here's here's uh, one line. Um, oh, there's a part where Christopher Walken talks about Woodstock. <laughs> just, just to add to the left thing, and it, he's like, I went to Woodstock. I was in the mud. When I got there, I had no food, no shelter, just music. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this action hero named McBain, who think, kicks ass, went to Woodstock. Do you think Woodstock. McBain went to Woodstock 99, it. eight years later? <laughs> <laughs> they burned it to the ground. I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Uh, oh, this is this is a line that he has when when they're at uh, when they're walking through Michael Ironside's super mega rich place, and this is just this is in, 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 incredible. This guy's got more if, bread than a prison meatloaf. <laughs> who am I talking to? Uh, if you took the weight of the population of Washington D.C. and turned it into gold, it'd be worth less than the annual worldwide drug trade. The dollar amount of the worldwide arms trade is four times that. And you're like, is that? That can't be right. But also, who the fuck talks like that? If you took <laughs> who's the weight, like, who's like, I want to give you a piece of information, but I'm gonna give it to you in the most confusing, weird way that no one can really fact check. That's actually well. That's actually a line from A View to a Kill, where he plays the Bond villain, where he's like, I'm gonna turn the population of Washington into gold. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta do gold. like four. You kinds can't of stop him, Mr. Bond. Uh, prove me wrong. I mean, really. Try. Try. Don't get me wrong. It's, it, again, if you took the weight of the population of Washington, D.C., I don't know if it's urban or metro. God, I wish we'd done a view to a kill. And turned it into gold, it would be worth less than the annual worldwide drug trade. Anyway, so the, the guns weight, are even more. The weight of all the people, we're talking like a million people. 
That's I don't that can't be true. I don't fucking That's know. That's so man. much gold. I, I love know. gold. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Great. Iconic character. All right. I love let's, gold. Let's wrap this thing up for Emily. Uh, what a view. I wish we were talking about gold member right now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this. <laughs> I'm gonna give this three and a half juds. It's exactly what it deserves. Oh yeah. Uh, it's tremendously entertaining. Absolute crap. Uh, loved it. Loved every second of it. Was was just happy as a clam watching this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I don't know, like Mel Douglas's, right? Uh, no, there's the stripper at one point. Okay, so a, a, half, naked, a naked stripper. A half a Douglas for a stripper. Yeah. Half a Douglas for a stripper. Three coins at a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Pennies from heaven, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh. <laughs> And I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Twenty out of twenty. Really, uh, unnecessarily shamed and killed drug dealers. <laughs> Those poor men. He makes Truly, them feel. He makes yeah. them feel terrible, and they should feel terrible. They should. Yeah. And it's indeed, so they funny. do. They look. They have handgun expressions. They've been scolded. They're like hanging their heads down. <laughs> you can tell they're like, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, shit, I never, I never thought about murdering that was, that drug dealers that way. That was a great scene. That was a great scene. It's incredible. Yeah, that that's. The, that's an extra. That's a full-on extra star for the movie, right there. It's just that because the movie's fun and silly and in all the ways that you would want from a, kind of like a bad, weird action movie. But then it's this other stuff for, where you're for like, like four minutes. What? It just becomes jaw-droppingly and, strange. And it happens a few. There's a few parts in the movie. Yeah. It's not just that where you're just sort of like, who, who are the people? Who, what is the, their deal with the people who made this movie? It's, it's really interesting. Uh, and, and so I'm also gonna give it three and a half. Uh, it's just fun as hell. And it's kind of it's ba- it's a bad movie. But again, like weirdly ambitious through the whole way through the filmmaking, the act, the, the the level of action that they bring to it and stuff. It's just one of those things where you're like, why did they try so hard on on this of all things? Remarkable. Uh, I'll give it a half Douglas for the stripper, and I'm gonna give it the weight of the population of Washington <laughs> D.C. turned into gold. <laughs> That's great. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give this two Juds. Because it wasn't a bad movie. It just really bored me. But there was still stuff that I, you know, I really liked. Like the drug dealing scene, bus scene, and the the guy suspended over the fucking skyscraper. Stuff like that. Um, I'm giving it zero Douglases because I believe... Uh, just just a naked woman does not a Douglas make, you know? I believe the children are our future. Wow. And I give it one camcorder selfie. Hell Lovely. yeah. Everybody, Excellent. Everybody get in. Everybody get in here. Crowd around. Hey. Scooch in. Bob. Scooch in. Bob, cheat to your left a little bit. <laughs> your, your head's a little out of frame. <laughs> um, everybody right. smile. Speaking of a little bit out of frame. Oh. Seriously. Uh, Something that definitely didn't put me to sleep. <laughs> a little movie. From 1995 or 96, depending on wh- what your source is, yeah. called Wild Side. Hey, hey, you filthy low-life mongrel. What? Sniffing around my women whenever my back is down. She, 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 she huh? came on to me. She was a piece of shit. Sir, boss, huh? tell me, what is it? You're so fucky. Yeah. I like to have my way with you. I got more than feelings for you. Sorry, what? Get on the bed. You're fired. Give me the car. Oh, fuck. Don't fire me, please. Oh, come give on. me the keys. Boss, come on. Don't give me, fire give me. Give me the sidearm. Okay. I'm confiscating all right, it. All right, all right. Don't, don't fire me. Huh? Hey, please. I love this fucking job. You know I'm the best. Where's Virginia? 
Uh, Shut the fuck up! Virginia? Where is Virginia? I did what you said. I locked her in the mark. She's in the garage. I oh, what? She's okay! Whoa. She's okay! Hey, I'm you! A very strange film. <laughs> We're really covering some weird movies. So, Emily and I watched one cut of this, and Travis watched a different cut. That's right. You watched That's the theatrical right. cut. I watched the theatrical one. Emily and I watched the director's cut, which you can find on the YouTube. Yes. If you don't have access to a DVD. This is directed by Donald... Cam- is it just Camel? Camel? Camel. Camel. Uh, who directed Demon Seed, White of the Eye, Performance. All good. With Nicholas Roeg. Really? Really? Is it Rogue? Rogue? Rogue. That's better. Uh, like an, a New York art house kind of guy. A weirdo. Very much so. This movie is, you don't know what's going to happen next. You truly don't. It's improvisational, too. And that's a thing that you'll notice pretty early on. It's very... The the scenes are extended and they're typically taking place in a hotel room mm-hmm. or yeah. a room of some sort. There's also a lot of j- jump cuts and like time shifting. There's a lot of slow motion and fade to blue screens, which you might not have seen. Uh, not, not much slow motion or fading to blue screens in the version that I watched. Yeah, I think the the director's cut had more uh, experimental editing sequences, maybe uh, than the theatrical cut. Did the did the director's cut have a voiceover from Anne Heche? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, th- I thought that that would be uh, that's often a thing that happens when they butcher a movie is they add in. But a, it's a not extensive. It. No, it's and no, it's, it's, not it's extensive it in seems this kind of out of place too. It seems like because it only happens once I think towards the end, right? It happens three times in this one, like but, one, be- beginning, middle, yeah. and end. I think that Hayes is just at the end for this. But this one, is like basically yeah. taken away from the director by the producers and recut to be more conventional as an erotic thriller. I don't remember. I mean, I watched this movie like ten times when I was a kid because it, you know, has. It was on bunch cable all the sex. time because it's, it's, cause it's a bunch of sex in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, Anne Hayes is a sex worker who also works at a bank. Yeah, and she's very high price call girl, and she. We are introduced to her, on a date with our boy Walken. Bruno. That's how, that's how you're introduced Bruno. to her in this in this movie. Uh huh. Oh, mm-hmm. Very different. Ooh, we how are you introduced? We don't meet him for twenty yours? for twenty minutes into the movie. In my version, yeah, they really. Uh, you could tell watching it. You're like, oh, this movie was butchered. Uh, you could just tell from the way that it was edited and stuff. Yeah. Well, um. in the th- director's cut, we jump right into their their first uh, date where she's wearing like a black bob wig and he he has. We okay. Walken's I want character you to do stuff to me. is absolutely bizarre. We he has a red silk robe. <laughs> he has dyed jet black like Lego person hair. He's got John Cazale from Dog Day Afternoon hair. Uh huh. Yeah. Very strange. And they just have this. They have such a weird dialogue going on. And he's like, "Do you want to play a sex game?" Ooh, <laughs> you're doing a little walking there. I tried a little I love bit. It. Do it again. I, like I it. can't do it again. Oh, no. Don't do it again. I shouldn't have pointed it out. <laughs> do you want to play sex game? Sex game with me. <laughs> well, in the in the version that I watched, it's she's introduced uh, talking to her boss, and uh, and the boss is like basically trying to get her to fuck the clients. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was. Oh, it, it's very later. funny. It like yeah, that's later. You immediately get like that. This that this movie is kind of like off and unhinged in a way because she has this talk with her boss she seems very comfortable with her boss like th- like this is a person that i work with yeah or whatever. she's been there five and she's years she's talking about a guy who like a client and she and he goes like ah, i was talking about bondage it was gross he was a gross guy and then the boss just peels off out of nowhere and goes he talks bondage you talk bondage what the fuck is your problem wake up 
you fuck with me and I'll bury you. <laughs> wow. It just escalates so much. Well, later on, her boss does get upset at her for not like going with a client to like a fancy hotel room or a private jet or something like that. At this time, her boss at the banking establishment doesn't know that she's a sex worker and that kind of gets held over her head later on. But at the same time, we're definitely seeing parallels of her being exploited for her body at at both lines of business. Even in her escort business where you would think she has more agency, she kind of is, she definitely is being exploited and, and used. Uh, I, would not, I would not say that this movie takes a, a positive, like a favorable view of sex work no. at all. It's definitely like a bit retrograde in that respect. Particularly yeah. by uh, Tony, who is Walken's right-hand man and an undercover cop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Masquerading as a chauffeur, basically. Oh, he sucks. He's Bauer. the fucking worst. And he's, he's, the, he's really the villain of the piece. He is. He's an absolutely loathsome guy. But this again, this movie, everybody's improvising all the time in this movie. Yeah. And I think Stephen Bauer has a hard time <clears> with it. You I think so? I, I think that people... He does, have, get get a re- he does get one of the worst scenes in the movie, after, which is after he assaults her. And then, Ugh. like, he's like, okay, so I just sexually assaulted you. Anyway, I'm going to monologue and tell you my whole plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He and tells her, yeah. Basically, so we... So she's with Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken is... Like what he's is a he just launderer. a con guy? He's a money launderer. Yeah, he but he is. won't he won't fuck with drug money. That's his he thing. He is described he by Stephen Bauer as the biggest mon- money launderer in the world. Yeah, there's a there's a part where Stephen Bauer's like, you remember a couple years ago when they busted all those money launderers? Well, he got away. And he's got more money than anyone, but he won't he won't take drug money. I don't I don't know why. Sixty nine million dollars. Nice. So uh, Bauer's been going undercover as his chauffeur and his right hand man and. Walken is super eccentric and just kind of a, a weirdo, not necessarily villainous, but just very unhinged. I want you to and me with feathers. He tells Tony to, that he <laughs> needs to offer uh, Anne Heche money so, and see if she will have sex with him, because if she won't, that means she might be an FBI be agent because they'll only have sex with her target. Right. Yeah. So he does that, but then he ends up raping her and then revealing to her and to us that he is actually an undercover cop. Right. Yeah. And and for some reason, after this, this rape scene... Uh, Which is terrible. Imagine, very unpleasant. It's so bad. He also says, "I want let me touch your mortal soul." Yeah. While he's raping her, then, which she responds, "I don't have a soul." Oof. Oof. But it's after, after this scene too, he go he goes like, "You'll find out that there was a reason I had to do that." And you're like, "No, no, no, there wasn't." Absolutely. Anything. I mean, I can't imagine what a, what that re- reason would ever be. But he says that, and you're kind of like, "I don't feel like we're gonna find out that there was a reason behind doing that." She calls the head of chief of police or whatever and says that someone with the badge number raped her and then they are like well just to let you know if you want to make a complaint about this we're going to have to let your business know that you are you know doing illegal like prostitution no they don't yeah. <laughs> and it's like well clearly this guy is also in on yeah. trying to get christopher walken which is first priority I everything like this, else doesn't i like matter. this portrayal of law enforcement officers oh, yeah. though they're, they're they're the really the bad guys in the whole and, thing like just complete monsters. innately corrupt there's no pretending they're not yeah and this and this guy actually like brings it up with stephen bauer later on about hey hey Ease up on the raping there. They're like, don't be raping people. You know, you're not you're not in trouble or anything, but don't be raping. You know, like that yeah. sort of thing. And then like Stephen, focus on your goal. And Stephen Bauer goes, don't cops get don't we don't we get perks anymore? I'm out on the street every night busting my ass. I should be able to ra- rape her. That that struck me as on the nose. Busting my buns every night. 
Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. <laughs> but doesn't that feel <laughs> it's right? ridiculous? Doesn't that feel right, though? Like, his, oh wait, well, I can't do whatever I want with impunity. I'm doing my job. I have a badge. That's, that sounds like a cop to me. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's pretty wild. The movie has a, you know, has a dim view of law enforcement. It has a dim capitalism. view of just about everybody. Yeah, every scene with Christopher Walken, he kind of goes off on these crazy tangents, just like literally just saying whatever's on his mind at any time. In I want you to periods. take a shower, get real clean, and then pee on me. One one <laughs> quote I wrote down was, "Most men confess in church, not me. I don't trust priests." That was a good one. Good. But that that was one of the early ones I wrote down, and then there was too many too because it's just like <laughs> I, have, I have just so many lines, yeah, and then I just have because to he stop. just goes kind of nuts, and it's mesmerizing, really. And we kind of see during this movie. We're introduced to him, and we hear all the shit about him, and we're like, oh, fuck, like, he's, like, a big, bad dude. And then as this movie goes on, he kind of unravels in front of us as to be, like, this pathetic, eccentric, unhinged, very lonely, just very deranged guy <laughs> who, like you said earlier, we see that the real villain, basically, the real scary fucking dude is this undercover cop, Tony. Might even say to my wealth and paranoia, isolated me from other people. You might. Uh, like, I'm glad, I'm glad we yes, got What is my problem? I'm glad we got this this in here, too, because Christopher Walken's famous for being unhinged, and n- neither of the other two movies is he unhinged. Right, yeah. And so this is the most, this might be the most unhinged he's ever been. I don't know how you get more unhinged than how he get with, like, that scene where he's essentially trying to rape Stephen Bauer. Oh There's, God, like, a ten-minute scene in this movie that is among the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It just, it just keeps unhinged. going and keeps going, and you're, like, it's, it's jaw-dropping. And it's and I think it's it's, it's uh, think Corey suggested that, that we probably shot this kind of like how they shoot Curb Your Enthusiasm, where it's like it's Im- mostly improvised. Here's what but we need like to happen in the scene. Go. Like here are the points. Beats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you it does you're constantly wondering like was that supposed to happen? Did Christopher Walken just all of a sudden decide it's I'm gonna try to rape Stephen Bauer in this th- or was that part of the or was that part you of the just, scene? You yeah. just gotta wonder. And I, I think Stephen I think Christopher Walken is having a fucking ball here. I don't oh, know man. maybe he was miserable or whatever. <laughs> But he is it's just sort of like, oh, I cannot wait to do this. This is gonna yeah, <laughs> I'm he's gonna crack open my this. the weird parts of my brain and let them out. Can Are I you sure some, you wanna do this? Uh can I have some amels before we start? <laughs> The first, uh, the first sex scene in, in the version that I watched, uh, he meets up with Anne Heche, and she, and she, and like it concludes with him being tied up, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like, yeah. like to a chair, pushed onto a bed, and he's like, "Untie me, Tony, please, untie me." Yeah, he's like uh, having uh, a panic attack, uh, and then he, then he goes like, "I'm gonna marry her." <laughs> yeah, he he is becomes he's obsessed with Anne Heche, and y- but meanwhile, Anne Heche is becoming obsessed. With Christopher Walken's wife, Virginia. Oh my God! Played by the yeah. wonderful Joan Chen. And she that's when this movie so becomes beautiful. Oh, yeah, like on. when, as when I first saw her in Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. which was where I first knew who she was. Like literally, every time she's on screen, she's just like one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Yeah, that's true. Did uh, you see The Hunted with uh, Christopher Lambert? I don't think so. She's mm-hmm. not in it very much, but it's like a Christopher. It's a white ninja movie, so Christopher Lambert versus ninjas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking awesome! Yeah, oh. it's good. Uh, yeah, she's she's great in this. Uh, she has some has to say some very silly things as well. Everyone's improvising all the time. And Haitian Walken have such great fucking chemistry, though. Not and I'm not saying like romantic chemistry. I'm just saying they play off of each other, especially at the end when she knows that he's like obsessed and infatuated with her, and he knows that she is something that he like must have, but also she's very much still in her own 
power because she has a fucking plan. Her, just her interacting with him, they have such good energy together. It's, yeah. it's so fun to watch them kind of talk. Yeah, I think Anne Hayes, uh, an underrated performer, RIP. I yeah. think Christopher Walken and Anne Hayes excel in this format, and I think yeah. uh, Joan Chen and Stephen Bauer have a harder time with it. Um, okay. But jo- Joan Chen and Anne Hayes, um have a striker relationship, and that's where this movie becomes very similar to a little movie called Bound. Yeah, it's just not really that fun. <laughs> it's like Matt pointed out in text. Uh, it's like not fun bound. Yeah. Although it, it gets to, it I does get to fun. a point. Where no, I mean it's it, good. Like I said, that ten minute, but that it, I don't think period, it's no bound. Yeah, it's no it's bound. certainly like bound is one of the bound is a bit more crowd pleasing, satisfying. Yeah, I mean that's a fun movie. This is not really that kind of thing. It's not like it fails to be fun. Most movies aren't as good as bound. It's not really fair. I mean, this movie is just fucking weirder than Bound yeah. for sure. And meaner. <laughs> this movie's weirder than most This has This has real heavy Abel Ferraro vibes for me. Abel Ferrari for sure. Uh, yeah. Christopher Walken is dressed like Ace Ventura Pet Detective for a lot of the movie. <laughs> he has a, a Hawaiian, <laughs> he has a Hawaiian shirt, baggy colored pants that, that are tucked into his boots. I'm crawling that is out of this rhino's butthole. I don't even know where I've been. It's so hot. It's so hot. It's so hot in here. Oh my god. I fuck, I hate Ace hot Ventura. Hot in these rhinos. The oh, terrible. Ace Ventura annoys the shit Sucks. out of me. Not to mention the transphobia. Lahoo, huzzah. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> now, somebody <Yes>. stop me. <laughs> okay, you guys are uh, smoking. Do I make you horny, baby? I love, I love What's gold. Happening? My wife. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love gold. This is hell. <laughs> I love gold. Uh, um, but yeah, but that, but that's generally the the plot is Anne Hache is like brought in on Stephen Bowers heinous like a FBI sting operation. He wants to use her to bring Walken down and Walken wants her to be his ingenue his like uh, you know the next person to help him get all this fucking money or something. I don't even really know their plan. I know it, it, it involves a computer virus. It involves $169 million and a computer virus that's on a floppy disk. The Hiroshima virus. Yeah. Uh, some I, I I clearly the filmmakers aren't interested in this scheme either, so it's it's hard for us to have much interest in it. I think that the director, all the director really wanted to do was get Christopher was just get all these actors into rooms <laughs> and make them fucking go at it and yeah. just make them go crazy. It's a, it's very theatrical. <laughs> like I said earlier, everything takes place in like a hotel room or like someone's room, and they're just kind of pacing and talking to each other or having sex with each other or. In that weird scene where they discover each other's betrayals, uh, he tries to rape Tony. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. It's, yeah. uh, it's the highlight. I don't of really the, know I mean, how. close to it. And, and talk, I mean, let's talking just talk about, about it. Let's just, let's just well, get to like it. I was saying, this here. is one of the movies that I'm like, how do we get from point A to point B talking about it just because it's so kind of everywhere all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. Mm. Yeah, the, the, mm. the, the plot of the movie, I, I can probably sum up in two sentences, like two ladies form a relationship two and ladies get revenge on guys that have fucked with them. Get revenge on some guys fucked with them. If you see, it's bound. It's basically bound. Yeah. You know what that movie's about? That's what this is, except it's just fucking bananas. Um, so, yeah, well, let, let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the, scene get to the fun part. Where I think... Stephen Bauer, Stephen Bauer really uh, loses all sense of discipline. Christopher <laughs> Walken's like hiding in the bathroom or something. He comes in and he's like, because he, he does a Cuban accent when he's when he's hanging out with Christopher Walken when he's undercover, and then he does a less Cuban accent when he's like, now I'm now I'm the FBI guy, and both versions are are terrible. And Stephen Bauer is obnoxious and eh, annoying in this movie. 
Um, but he's going up to Anne Hayes. He's going to just rape her again. He's not a, not a good guy. And Anne Hayes is fighting back and stuff like that. And then Christopher Walken comes out like, knock, knock. What are you doing? Don't try to rape or whatever. And uh, <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, he, here, he realizes that he's a police officer. Oh wait, I, no, he sure doesn't he do does. that. No, he doesn't do that yet because he has to. He, he has to find the bug. He just thinks he's betraying him because he's fucking his woman. Yeah, <laughs> and so he goes. And he, so he talks about how he doesn't. He, you filthy lowlife mongrel sniffing around my women, <laughs> and then he and then he's like, "You raped." This is again improv. My feelings, you raped. My, my feelings, emotions. you raped. He's saying that he like raped his feelings, and then and then Stephen Bauer is going, "Boss, I would never rape. Boss, no, I would never rape. Don't fire me. Don't fire me." <laughs> and he's and then Christopher Walken just like is giving him like a string of threats and insults and stuff like that, and he goes, "I'm gonna have you locked up in jail ten years. What a gorilla. What a psycho gorilla." And then uh, and then and then <laughs> it really things really get out of hand, and he goes. <laughs> You see this condom here? No, he has him take it out of yeah, his pocket. Take the condom out of my yes, pocket. He's like, "Do you know what a Trojan is?" Now take it out of the, take it out of the bag. Take the condom out. Now put it on me. And he's like, "What?" So put it good. on. Yeah. And then during it, the guy's like, "Oh, careful, boss!" Like he's like trying to be like guess, gentle with getting it I on. I guess walking is fully erect here. I mean, we don't see obviously. This is all happening. One can imagine. I feel like shot. he is all the time anyway. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he is. <laughs> this is. I thought this was very funny. Where he's like, "Put it on, put it on straight." I don't know how you don't put it on. <laughs> That's crooked somehow. Don't put it on backwards. Uh, and then he and then uh, Anne Hayes goes, "You gotta fuck your chauffeur to prove your love to me." <laughs> and, and, and this is the the funniest part in the whole thing, where he's like uh, ripping Stephen Bauer's underwear off. <laughs> I paid for these Calvins. These Calvins are mine. And then he's like whipping him with the underwear that he's just ripped off of him. I'm gonna whip you. You're lucky with your underpants because you're peachy. You're lucky because you're fucky. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all improv. I'm pretty sure Stephen Bauer says fucky first, and then Christopher Walken heard him say that, and then just jumps on it. And so everybody is just saying fucky over and over again. Oh boy, this is just madness. It, it, it's some of the craziest shit you'll ever see. And before that, though, before that is when uh, Joan Chen overdoses, mm-hmm. and yeah. th- this whole fucking scene where Christopher Walken knows she's overdosing and eventually gets Tony to come up and kick the door down. They find her. They drag her to the bed. Christopher Walken's having a full-on fucking breakdown. And then he's like, I have to leave. I have to leave. I have a meeting. I have a meeting. And Tony's like, "Uh, okay, boss, like, I'll pump her stomach. I'll pump her stomach. And he's like, yeah, pump her stomach. I got to leave. I got to go to a meeting, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, won't leave. He keeps pacing. And then he's like, you know, do it. Have a good time with her after you, like, you you pump her stomach. Like, if there's any, if there's anyone I want to be with her, it's it's you. It's you. And he's like, oh, thanks, boss. Like, yeah, I'll take care of it. And it just takes, it goes back and forth for so fucking long. (laughs) Just stretch. And I thought she was going to be dead. But then later they're like, oh, no, she's out in the car. (laughs) Yeah. He, like, like, did pump her stomach. (laughs) This is, is like, one of the consequences of having, um, People improvise stuff, uh, and Stephen Bauer is particularly bad at it because they they walk in the room and they see her like strung out on the ground. He's like, "No, oh no!" And he and Stephen Bauer's like going, "Don't look at her, boss. Don't look at it," as if she's dead. She's not dead. And then like it's moments later, they're going like, "All right, she's fine. Pump yeah. a stomach or whatever." But like, yeah. it's really it's really bananas. Like the movie's unhinged in every in every possible way. Here's a line that Joan Chen has where uh, she's mad at Christopher Walken for having sex with Anne Heche, and. Uh, 
And this is before she storms into the bathroom to overdose on pills. She goes, you should have thought about that before you stuck your big thing inside of her. You probably stuck it in her rear end, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> this movie's going to get some Douglases, I wow. feel like. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, okay, we'd like to point out that the the scene where Christopher Walken is threatening to rape Stephen Bauer does not culminate in that. Joan Chen ends up, like, walking into the room, like, around the moment <laughs> that maybe it was going to, I don't know if Christopher Rocket Walken was really going to do it or if it was just supposed to be a, a, big a game, bluff. some sort of weird game or something like that. But I, who think knows? He, I think he intended to do it. It's really funny, but Joan Chen walks in and is like, what? And then Christopher Walken goes, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> I think it is. Oh it's my god, like. this movie is like fucking quick, crazy. Like and then Anne Heche yeah. like runs over to her and is like, because she loves her. They and they got tickets to go to Guadalajara, Guadalajara that night. So there, she takes her to the room and she shuts the door and she's like, "Okay, leave us alone." And it's just so funny how even though this is like a terrifying situation, I feel like Anne Heche remains in power a lot through it. And mm-hmm. she's kind of because because these men are clearly like infantile, insane people. You know, like she's like, "Okay, just leave us alone." And then they're like, oh, "Okay, the girls are in the room, just like hanging right, out." Right. They're just like so clueless to everything that's happening. It's really funny too that they like in. In this moment, Stephen Bauer and, and then Christopher like Walken kind of he's Christopher Walken was seconds away from raping him, and then they both go, like, "You want a drink, boss?" Sure. Oh no, because Christopher Walken goes, that. "God, I could, I could use a margarita." And then he's like, "All right, boss, I'll make you two margaritas coming right up." <laughs> they like smiling at each other. Yeah, they do the they Weird. do the arm cross thing when they drink. They do. Because they're because they're BFFs. Jesus Toxic. Christ. Second ago, I was gonna go up your butt with a coconut. <laughs> now, I want you to make me a couple of drinks with a, ro- a mellow roll. Uh, yeah, it's bananas. And then the, this movie an- is an- just Asian? as wild as we're talking about it. Everyone it really listening, is. like, there's no exaggeration. This movie is fucking bonkers. It has to be seen to be believed. Absolutely. And Heisha and Joan Chen do escape. Yeah, they successfully escape. So does Christopher Walken. She gets she gets Stephen yeah Stephen Wa- Christopher Walken yeah. escapes and even has like a, t- a poignant moment with Anne Hayes where he's kind of like good luck you know like, and then I he's like he's like can you come with me and she's like no there's someone else and then he goes Virginia could come too and I was like oh yeah, my yeah. god yeah. <laughs> so sweet <laughs> yeah at no point is at no point is it like we can't let Christopher find out Christopher Walken no. find out we're having an affair he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a shit like I feel like he does respect Anne Hayes yeah totally, totally does. Mm-hmm. He's, you know? he's, he basically wants to make her. I his think he's partner. in love with her. Yeah, he totally is in love with her, and they have God, like I said, they have they pair off each other so well yeah. in this movie. This movie's cool. You guys, it's it's so refreshing. It's very unique. It's really refreshing to watch something as strange as this mm-hmm. is because this this is not a you know a regular thing. And now if we saw something as fucking bonkers as this, it's just like it's discovering a gem, and it's just so refreshing. Even though it's not like. I don't know if I would be like, this is a good movie in the sense that I would normally say movies are a good movie. But the fact that this is just like so chaotic and so hip hypnotizing. I guess I would say it's good it's because good. what is what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's re- it's really unique. I guess I would say it's I have good. a value judgment on it. Lots of there's lots of stuff that happens where you're just like, oh, I've never seen anything like that in a yeah. movie before. Yeah, that and that's wild. awesome. And that's fucking great. It is a, this movie is aptly named. God, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Donald Cam Camel. Like, yeah. Supp- who knows what he would have done? You know. Yeah. That's a bummer. Supposedly, um, I don't know if this is verifiable, but supposedly he uh, he took his own life because this movie got took taken Some away say from that, him. But, but yeah, it was it was after that it happened. Yeah. 
And uh, I don't know if I want to get into it here, but if you want uh, extra details about about the situation around his suicide, yeah, maybe look it up. It's a quite it's quite a story. Fucked. Also, if you're out there making weird fucking art and you're you're feeling all alone, keep making your weird fucking art because yeah, this shit's cool. Yeah, if you're a weird artsy New York New York type guy, come on, keep stick going with us. Keep going. I love that stuff. Uh, yeah, Christopher Walken takes a helicopter away. Anne Heche and uh, Joan Chan are on a bus to Zayawatanayu. Oh, and they're so happy. And they're happy. And then a guy gets on the bus, and Anne Heche goes, that guy, oh, no, uh, Joan, Joan Chan. Chan goes, that guy reminds me of my ex-husband. She, we find out in the movie, just, just one of the many we, insane details is we find out that uh, one of her ex-husbands was a matador. Who got who, frostbite on his dick or, so, or no, that's, something No, you're thinking dick. of Prince Harry. Oh, my God, that was... <laughs> That did happen to Prince Harry, didn't it? This is what happened to this guy's balls, though. One of his, his, both of his balls were taken by a bull in two different, in two separate incidents. God, you guys she gotta goes, be, be careful his, with your packages. He lost his right testicle, and then he lost his left testicle. <laughs> so, I think, I think, get out of the Matador game when you still got a testicle left. How did Harry get frostbite on his dick? He fucked a snowman. Seriously? I think so. I didn't know the other part I don't of the know. story. I have no idea. He fucked this. <laughs> he g- Seriously? <laughs> is the way you answered that? <laughs> he gave him all the clues. I don't know. I gave you all the clues. Dear Mr. How Police did he get Man. frostbite on his dick? He fucked a snowman. Really? <laughs> I don't know. So good. I'd like to see I'd like uh, to see you get frostbite on your dick any other way. I'd like to see you get frostbite on, on your, your dick. dick. On your dick. On your fucking a snowman. On a snow- <laughs> He's fucking a snowman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> Peter Piper packed a pickle, Peter Peppers. Oh my God! I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know if I. It's just movies, <laughs> just nothing but insane lines. This is another funny scene where, uh, again, improvised, where Joan Chen is like taking pills. Like he's like, "You want to take pills? I can take pills." And then he starts taking pills. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. You want to take pills? I can take pills. You want to get nuts? Um. I'm offering you an education subject money. Money you couldn't get from Alan Greenspan. <laughs> a nice Alan Greenspan <laughs> reference. Ayn Rand's paramour, Alan Greenspan. Uh, um, Bauer describes Joan Chen as the creme de la creme of female con bitches. Mm, That's kind of like how he talks. I, cool. aspi- I aspire to that kind of rating. I, I there was like I thought I thought that Stephen Bauer was having a hard time with the improv and and one of this this line here is kind of like case in point where he like knocks on her door. I thought Stephen Bauer was full on bad in this and he like he like knocks on her door and he, she opens it and he goes, "Hey, you know, mind if I come in? There's a lot of shit out there." <laughs> yeah, what? What are you talking I'm about? I'm saying that the next time I come over to anybody's house. <laughs> do you think? He, but then it's like a long shot, and then he, and then he was like, "Can we do that again? Maybe I, I no. think I said some nonsensical thing at the beginning. Like, no, no, we no, have keep to keep it, going. Keep it in. We're out of film. Very strange. This is this is what she Stop says to. But after Bauer lays Stop out the plan, like, lays out the what he's supposed to do to her, he goes, "I gotta fuck you, Mr. Little Dick, in order to prove to Mr. Big Dick that I'm not a cop. Is that right?" Um, There's a lot of fucking to prove shit in this. I'm huge, and you are here to do me. You're here to do Mr. Huge. That's fun. Uh, that. I'm going to start saying that, too. <laughs> Fucky. You're here to do Mr. Mr. Huge. You're here to do Mr. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. It's a completely, it's a completely insane movie. Uh, ratings. Three and a half Judds. 
really just a good movie. Caught me off guard. I know I'd seen that a bunch. Seen this a bunch when I was a kid, but I'd never seen this version. And it's way better than I remembered. But obviously, my memory of it was mostly two chicks get it on. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was like thirteen or whatever. So, and that's why this movie um, was played so often on like on HBO cable, yeah. or Showtime was because uh, this was shortly after or during her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. It was like, oh you know, boy. you could see it. Hey, she was doing a hot bunch of hot girl on girl stuff. Great. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it like four Douglases. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's just, n- it's just nudity. oozing yuck. Yeah. People are ta- constantly saying gross things. Yeah. Lots of sex. Lots of sex. Rape. Mr. Huge. Mr. Huge. Yeah. Four Douglases. Uh, and I'm going to give it, uh, God. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten condoms. You got to put on Christopher Walken. <laughs> you put it gotta, on straight, though. Gotta put it on straight, straight ones. Yeah. On straight. Ten out of ten straight condoms. Put it on straight. Uh, I, I, it's what, the, actually the quintessential Christopher Walken line in this movie. I gotta get in there before I do my ratings, and it's him in the back of the car. Women, with them, without them, who could live? <laughs> Amazing, Chris. Can you do it a little different? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. With them, without them. Who could live? Can uh, I get a ride from you, please? Yeah, I'm going to give it three Juds. I mean, I think it's technically a bad movie. Well, you watched a, a worse version. I did. I sure. watched the worst, ver- the worst version, too. That's absolutely true. But uh, but I, I also am going to say, you should watch this movie. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. crazy. You got to watch this movie, you guys. It's, yeah, you way, it's crazier it. than we're making it out. <laughs> show this at the fucking Beacon or something. I, 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 was watching, I was watching this at work, and people could probably hear me laughing down the hall, especially particularly during the... Uh, we should the host a screening the of this movie. <laughs> that would be it crazy. Is outrageous. I I couldn't believe like during that scene in particular, I just could not fucking believe what I was seeing, which is the highest compliment I could pay. Um, I'm gonna give it four Douglases, and I'm gonna give it um two margaritas. Mm. Nice. Two post-rape margaritas. Sipped with arms wrapped around each other's. <laughs> <laughs> two makeup margaritas. Oh, for the bros. For a little for a little bro bonding after some attempted rape. You gotta. Um, I'm gonna give it four Juds. This is unlike anything I've seen. I love this guy's uh, direction. Um, like I said, it's just really refreshing to see something so chaotic. Um, and Christopher Walken's performance is just hip- hypnotizing. It's just truly, so much fun. It's so crazy. I'm gonna give it three and a half Douglases, and I'm going to give it one pair of Calvins that I paid for. These mm. Calvins are mine. Good job. These Calvins are mine. <laughs> well, the graveliest and his graveliest when he says that too. It's Amazing. Very scary. We did it. We did episode did it in a can. Another one in a can. Um. It was so close to being over, Emily. You you made it. You basically made it. <laughs> what made are we it. doing next? Amazing. This is gonna haunt. My, I'm gonna hear this when I just when silence is around me. It's, <laughs> I'm gonna hear the echoes of you guys doing Christopher Walken impressions. Oh. Aren't you? Aren't you lucky? I am so. I'm hashtag blessed <laughs> to be hashtag here. Blessed. Hashtag girl boss. Yep. Hashtag uh, girl boss. Yes. <laughs> hashtag girl boss. Hashtag. What are we doing next? <laughs> Got three. Little trio uh, of films, I'm but the really boys ex- in blue. I'm really excited about this next episode. This is this is a potential classic. Yeah. Next next episode is Training Day, Narc, and uh, Dark Blue, and it's called We Blew It. We blew it. B L U E. Of course. Exactly. We blew it. Uh, 
Nark? Cool. We got Ray Liotta. We're back in Ooh, Ray Liotta again. Who had sex with his wife? It's, well, we'll never find out now. Well, we might find <laughs> out. We might find out. It's still possible. I hold that hope. Um, I'm excited. I've only seen Training Day. I love Training Day. Uh, I've, uh, you know, th- that's a huge one that we haven't done mm-hmm. yet, Training mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. And I've heard Dark Blue is good. Right. And uh, and we're going to have a lot to say about the law enforcement. and the condi- We're going to really we get on a lot of high horses about that, on this one. Yeah. So that should be good. Uh, follow us. No, I say ACAB. <laughs> All cops. A bastards. All cops. A bastards. Cops. Bastards. Who could say? Um, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Join the Patreon because there's a Patreon. bunch of really fucking cool gems on there and it's just 450, so you don't even really got to think about it, you know? Yeah. 450. And you can hear Kevin's mellifluous so tones. Much. Yeah, Kevin Kevin's still on lives there. on the Patreon. He still thrives and lives. The ghost of He's, Kevin Clark. He exists on the Patreon. On the Patreon. And and, and at this point, there must be 100 and, 100 169 million hours of entertainment. Definitely. Oh, For 450? You're to be kidding me. If you weighed all of those hours of entertainment turn and them into turn gold. them into gold, <laughs> it'd be worth more. <laughs> not as much as the drug trade. No gold. Uh, I can't do this math. <laughs> It's po- it's not possible. I love gold. I love gold. Classic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so almost over. It's almost over. We can frankly end it. We can end it any you second. You can just leave. Now. It's fine. Yeah, we're done basically. Bye. For all intents and purposes, we're done. Uh, follow us on all the social media and like us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah, some good reviews. Tell us some, tell us what we want to hear. Yes. Tell us some nice things. Give us Compliments. What we want. Mail us stuff. Yeah. yeah why good, not? Things. good things, not bad things. Bailey to Scarecrow, and 5030 uh, Roosevelt Way in Northeast 90, 105, yeah. Seattle, Washington. Okay. Good job. Yeah. All right. That's Until it. Until next time, this is Ben's totally killing us. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Miss New Booty. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss New Booty. <laughs> <laughs> booty, 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 booty. I can't attain.